What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to a special crossover edition of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk podcast and coming up, the Fanboys Anonymous show. This is a very uh, strange departure from what we've done in the past. And at the same time, it's also very similar. What we are doing today, which we are actually recording well in advance, this is uh, November 16th. I don't know exactly when I'm going to be publishing this, but it's sometime around the beginning of December. Uh, we are going to be doing the DC versus Marvel Survivor Series fantasy booking that I have spent way too much time dedicated to. Well, who am I? I am your host as always, Tony Mango, and joining me for this is Robert E. Felice. I want to make it clear off the bat that I am mostly here in a live audience capacity. <laughs> Tony put tremendous amount of effort and love into this and i am just here to offer my thoughts maybe occasionally throw in some fantasy booking ideas and just talk about the idea of mixing these two great worlds together rob is uh the live studio audience that this is being recorded in front of which um i I'll couldn't do my best to like make the generic be like woo, <laughs> exactly just i'm assuming that you're holding up a sign in the crowd for this I am. It says, wow, I really thought Superman would have won that. <laughs> it says, uh, Freddie Freeman eats corn the long way. <laughs> if you're already going, who's Freddie Freeman? You're in for a ride because there's characters that I didn't know existed until I started to do this. But we're going to go in a deep dive here. And this is going to be a fantasy booking but it is going to be a fantasy booking in a slightly different way from what we normally do the reason why is because this was entirely just my fantasy booking and it you know it's not going to be a mock draft thing but you know if we end up deciding to do something like that in the future that might be a fun thing um to you know dip into and look at all these different people and you know give rob and maybe even callum if he would want to take part in it but Callum's not as uh as well versed into the DC and Marvel type stuff. So um, probably not, but who knows? Uh, we might do something like that in the future, but the way that this is uh, been set up, I just pretty much went through this. I wrote up what was originally going to start off as, and I, I, I can't, can't remember exactly the phrasing of what it was pitched to me for, but it was more so just, Hey, if you did a DC and Marvel survivor series team, who would you pick? And instead of just going these five against these five, I started to write down these five against these five for the men and the women. And then I wrote down 10 names and then I wrote down all sorts of different names. And I had been wanting to do something in the past as well about the ultimate DC versus Marvel thing. So I was like, you know what? This is the perfect method to do it. Instead of just doing it on Fanboys Anonymous, I've got way too many matches to talk about. So we're going to do three parts for this. Part one that you're listening to right now is going to be here on the Smart Out Moment channel. Part two is going to be on Fanboys Anonymous, so you're going to have to go over to youtube.com slash fanboysanonymous to check out that. And both of them are going to be posted on the same website. Uh, you know, they're going to be on, like, the Fanboys one's going to be posted as well on uh, Smart Out Moment for people to be able to click on there and vice versa. But then there's also going to be a third recording of this, that is going to be dedicated entirely to the war games concept because Survivor Series these days is also war games based. And I didn't put the war games match on this card originally 
for either of those two cards. It's basically night one and night two if those nights went on for weeks. Because <laughs> there's like 70-something matches in here. Well, they can also control time. We're dealing with being. Oh, we're... No believe factor. me, I, I factored in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, so there's going to be... The third section is going to be actually a dark cast over here on Fanboys... Uh, or not on Fanboys Anonymous, so I'm already screwing those up. Uh, it's over going to be on Smart Count Moment. The Dark Cast, of course, is the Patreon-exclusive tier or the YouTube channel membership tier. So if you want to help us out, if you enjoy this kind of a thing, then make sure that you're not just hitting the like button on this video and clicking on the subscribe button and stuff, but you're also clicking the join button, giving either a buck a month or maybe taking part of the Dark Cast here. Then that way you could get access to the Dark Cast podcast and... Yeah, if you want even more of this type of stuff in the future, the Pick Your Poison tier is out there. But yes, this is going to be not entirely wrestling related, but it's very wrestling adjacent because Survivor Series is a pay-per-view that has had interesting gimmicks. And when you're doing an ultimate fantasy booking thing, you're going to get into some wild ideas. Like, I'll spoil this. There is no big man buffet in this. That's a dive. <laughs> I mean, but that's, you, you know, the reason why it's because it's brand warfare and I couldn't really do a big man buffet if I have to do raw versus SmackDown, which for anybody who's wondering, instead of a raw I, versus, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think there's a way to do, you know, Hey, you've got X amount of raw guys and X amount of SmackDown guys, or in this case, X amount of Marvel big men and X amount of DC big men. You do like a two ring battle rail, you know. World War Three. Well, two ring, so not World War Three. It is something that I thought of though. I was like, maybe I'll maybe I'll do a World War Three in the future. Maybe I'll do a uh, a Royal Rumble. Like I I might dip my uh, feet into this again in the future. I mean, I did enough research of getting the graphics and everything, so I could very easily just copy and paste those couple gigabytes worth of graphics that I used on this. But before we get into the specifics of these different matches and stuff. Not only do I want to remind everybody, leave their comments, tell me your thoughts on who, if you disagree, wins these matches, because I did pick winners from each of these. But even just the setup of it, if you think that, you know, oh, I would have booked this person against that person instead or something like that, definitely let me know. Uh, this is definitely a departure from what we normally do because this is primarily superhero related. But, you know, once in a while, you got to change it up a little bit and the smart out moment we always just talk about wrestling every so often we get into like snack talk and stuff but yeah let's dive into this a little bit more and well before we dive into this i do want to i've made this call to you before but i think that this is a great podcast to do it on i think for the patreon you should give strong consideration to just creating a mango tree patreon that gives people access to the fanboys side and the spark on moment side, because maybe they'd be more willing to pay if they got both sides of the content. Yeah. You know? And I think definitely something to below, Yeah. You should let Tony know if you would give him, if you'd give more consideration to paying some extra cash. If you knew you were getting both sides of the coin, because over on fanboys, we do, great uh, watch alongs we do great uh you know pick your poison like stuff that we do on this channel as well but it's a lot more loose and a lot less uh rigid and based on the 
world of wrestling because obviously it's everything. Definitely let me know because uh, the more that people chime in about that, the more that I will workshop a way to, to do it and, you know, please you while pleasing me. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, the first thing we have to talk about is something that I am just lumping in together as extra information. Now, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, as opposed to listening to the audio only version of this, you're going to see a lot of people up on your screen right now. That's because I need to talk about lots of information that's going on here. First things first, I do need to say as well, if your artwork was used and you'd like to receive credit in the description, then definitely let me know. I tried to use things that are just primarily from comics and uh, like animated shows and stuff. But, you know, it, it might slip by me that once in a while, maybe something's like fan art or whatever. And if it is, right, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, somebody who created it from the comics or something, if you want credit, let me know and I'll definitely put it in there. So here's some of this information that is extraneous for this. And I'm going to put a little thing out there. Anytime I throw out a reference like this, contest of champions is what we're going to call it. So... Nice. This is brand warfare. It is the red brand against the blue brand, but it's not Raw versus SmackDown. It is Marvel versus DC. Marvel is the red brand. DC is the blue brand. Primarily, I'm going to say the DC names first and then the Marvel names second. And one thing that you need to create when you're creating a card is you need to know how and where and when this is all coming about. We don't have Vince McMahon to do this. But we do have, from the comics, the Red Brother and the Blue Brother. And those two are from a very oddball type of thing where it was Marvel versus DC, which you can see that logo up on the screen. This is a you know, slightly edited version of that. The Blue Brother being a cosmic being that represents the uh, side of... Um, comics that is over there on dc the red brother being the marvel head of that we're going to access them in a little future because there is a character called access who was the go-between between these two worlds and that is the guy that you will see up on your screen uh, hanging in the center of there. access is effectively going to be the vince mcmahon of this and the guy who is orchestrating these two factions going to war against each other where are they going to war? Well, if this isn't war games, what are we going to call it? Secret Wars, naturally. And they're going to be fighting on Battleworld. That is the venue location. The timeline for this, uh, these matches, you know, this match following uh, the following match is scheduled for one fall and it has a 15 minute time limit. Well, almost none of them have a time limit on it. A few of them do for a particular reason. But the reason why is because this has what the comics industry calls the sliding time scale, where age does not factor in. That's why you can have decades worth of characters doing things that they really shouldn't have been able to do. And over the course of 80 years, Batman ages like 10 because they are in hyper time and over in DC. We are in a world between worlds. And if you're in a world between worlds, who do you have running your show outside of Access? Well, the set design is going to be Arcade. Okay. <laughs> he is known in the X-Men series as creating these elaborate traps, these like carnival themed 
uh environments that are like all these like death traps and stuff for the x-men characters to get into so he is building sets all the time arcade is hanging up around the marvel logo on the screen right now right next to a character that almost nobody i'm sure would know but her name is indira daimanji do you have any idea who that is no but she sounds endearing (laughs) endearing daimanji she is from the mtv animated spider-man series (laughs) and watched the video on that uh, today and uh, we're recording this on november 16th uh yeah it that was a good show it seems like i don't know why they canceled it it had some really good things to offer and that's stuff that you will find not only in here but you will also find in the blueprint project which of course if you are liking any of the stuff that i talk about here definitely check out the blueprint project over on fanboysanonymous.com because the blueprint project is where you'll see how i would think of somebody like indira daimanji in here because indira is a character who works in the av club a part of the school so of course she is working the production truck along with mojo from mojo world in x-men this big alien monster that has a a storyline that i to be perfectly frank hate i do not like the x-men doing the alien and magic type stuff i like my x-men being pure mutant stories but for some reason they dipped into that quite a bit in the past and mojo has mojo world where everything is a tv show it's basically like running man and you've got like shatterstar and all those characters shatterstar does not have a spot on either of these cards by the way he's somebody that i could not figure out a damn thing for but mojo is somebody that is in the television business. So he is also helping Indira on the production truck. (laughs) Guys, the level of detail that Tony is putting into this is something that should be rewarded. I strongly do suggest check out the Blueprint Project, specifically the Batman stuff. There's five videos out there that are just really well thought out and really well produced and throughout the course of this video you're going to see just how passionate tony is for this world and why he should be working in hollywood damn straight hire mango dc comics put that hashtag out there also switch go, it up and do hire mango marvel, Com- say, also take marvel yeah for that matter it's you know i mean the blueprint project's got terminator in there it's got james bond you know what i mean hire mango hollywood there you go um yeah, we got the production truck, so we need to get some more production team people that are out there. I think we need some commentary people. Well, over on the DC side of things, we've got G. Gordon Godfrey. Familiar with him? I feel like I should be, but I'm not. He is the newscaster guy that is uh, very pro-dark side and working with the new gods to spread bad information and uh indoctrinate people into that so he is full-blown heel for sure but he's also going to be very like like you would picture him being on like fox news he's that type of guy got it and you gotta have a commentator that's pro marvel so you go J. Joe to jameson if he pro Marvel, I feel like he's just gonna shit on all the superheroes. Uh, see, the way I got him on here, he would be very pro Marvel, except for Spider Man. 
<laughs> so that would be kind of like when Wade Barrett is like very pro everybody except for he like hates one person in particular or like uh, Nigel. How Nigel's just Nigel like, just hates Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson's awful. Look at him. He's married. Look, he's a, what a poor sucker. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my my thought process. J. Jonah Jameson and G. Gordon Godfrey. I'm picturing kind of like a uh like J. Jonah St. Jameson, I picture more as like a Jesse Ventura type. And yeah, G. Gordon Godfrey, more like a JBL. No Jack Ryder? Jack Ryder is a part of our dirt sheet reporters. <laughs> Are you saying I'm Jack Ryder? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Jack Ryder is on the dirt sheet side as well as, and you, you know, these are names that I'm sure lots of people can go, Oh, I recognize some of them. And some of them are who the fuck is that person? And whatever we've got, uh, Jack Ryder. We've got Cat Grant, Linda Park, Iris West, Perry mm-hmm. White, naturally speaking, Vicki Vale, Summer Gleason, Steve Lombard, Ron Troop, Betty Brandt, Christine Everhart, and Ben Urich. No Lois? No Lois. She is going to pop up elsewhere. Hold on. Wait a Hold on. What is, what is the per... I understand what, you know, a set designer does and what all these people do. What's the purpose of the dirt sheet writers? They are all going to be watching this and criticizing and hoping that uh, the promoter side of it, which I haven't talked about yet, are going to be approaching this the way that Tony Khan approaches trying to please Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You created a whole universe. Yes. <laughs> this should be a series. Why are we only doing two episodes? Three episodes. Uh, uh, one of them's a dark cast. That's true. That's why you have to take advantage of the dark cast here. Everybody remember oh, it's mang- over mango there. Mango tree. Mango tree. <laughs> yeah. Dark cast members only exclusives. So if you're liking this one and the next one, we haven't even gotten into the matches yet. But we also have one other person that's on the side here. You know, I mean, there's dirt sheet reporters and stuff, but we also need at least one backstage interviewer for this and somebody who could be a little bit more on the not necessarily 100% just pro DC or pro Marvel or whatever. We need to get somebody who's got integrity to them and they would be willing to go back and forth and give a little credit to Marvel as well. So that is going to be Snapper Carr for the technically the DC side of things. But if need be. That's where you take somebody like a Betty Brandt and you put them over on the Marvel side and just kind of, you know, balance it out a little bit. I think uh, Snapper Carr is mostly the mean Gene Okerlund of this. And with a name like Snapper Carr, I could just picture a lot of people being instead of, you know, you know, mean Gene, it could just be like, well, listen up, Snapper or something <laughs> like <laughs> Snapper Carr's a good guy. You've, you've really thought this through and I just I love that so much. I've thought about the pyrotechnics awesome. are uh, like Jubilee. Are they Jubilee is going to be one of the people that is doing the pyrotechnics here, including Dazzler for a musical performance with uh, her abilities. Like disco know, era. Be able to get like, you know how, when you see those uh, shows where they have like the drones set up for like a fireworks show, but it's not fireworks, it's drones. Mm-hmm. So Dazzler is going to be putting on a musical performance, as is Hypno Hustler. <laughs> you're, you're an amazing person. I want you to- <laughs> now, if anybody leaves a comment and tells me that they know who Hypno, Hypno Hustler is without looking him up, 10 points to them. It's not the most obscure thing that we have here. 
It, Be- wait, isn't he like some disco related? He's a black guy, right? He's like some. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I'm drawing a blank on the actual series he's from, but I've seen Hypno Hustler. He is a Spider-Man villain. Who? I wonder if I've seen him because of you. Probably. He's one of those like really bad hypno, uh, b- bad uh, villains that's out there, like Big Wheel and uh, like bad, bad, like like two Ds, like Shaft, because he's a hypno. <laughs> he's so like, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his gimmick is that he plays music. He looks like um, Jimi Hendrix, and his music is hypnotizing. When you go back far enough in comics, you start seeing how many monkeys did Superman fight, and you're like, oh wow, a lot of monkeys. <laughs> Well, because, like, if you think about it, like, comic books came out a very long time ago, and it was just like, hey, kids, watch Superman fight the ape. Yep. I mean, just to put it out there, in the Blueprint Project, there will be a reference to the fact that Jimmy Olsen cannot stop eating pancakes. (laughs) That is a comic that's out there. Look it up. I'm not making it up. But I will save something that's not on these cards that I am very unfortunate to announce. I could not think of anybody on the Marvel side to balance out a team of Titano, the super ape, the ultra humanite and gorilla grod over on DC. DC has cornered the market on giant ape characters. They also have the brain and Monsieur Mala. And I was like, my God, there aren't any monkeys in Marvel for me to have go up against them. There's like, Maybe I put Sasquatch up against them and maybe Beast and I just try to make it like that. But then they're not monkeys. They're not gorillas. Beast and Boy, Beast. Beast Boy can turn into a monkey. That's on DC still, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's like Marvel doesn't have a lot of monkeys. And that was going to be the monkey business match. So I was very disappointed in that. <laughs> <laughs> also doing pyrotechnics. And these are two of the names that I didn't until i started looking up this but to go along with jubilee dazzler and the hypno hustler for their little things like that we have solstice on dc and fireworks man apparently that's a guy no No. (laughs) fireworks man it's apparently a guy (laughs) fireworks call him pyro or something call him anything else (laughs) pyro will be popping up on this card So not only do you need interviewers, you also need ring announcers. Now, these are four people that you might not necessarily want to be on the microphone because they do have powers that are very much in the I don't want to hear you shriek kind of capacity, but I didn't want to put them elsewhere. And I figured, you know what? It's funny. Maybe we'll just assume that they have a, a grasp on their powers. Those ring announcers are Silver Banshee over on DC, Banshee on Marvel, as well as his daughter, Siren. And then, just for the sake of it, even though it would absolutely kill everybody if he said a single word, Black Bolt. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Why do you want to kill people? Oh, you know, uh, at least let's put it this way. The people that are in attendance for this, I think that they could withstand it. Because the people that are in attendance, the audience for this, take a guess. Um... It's, I want to say like it's just a bunch of gods. Like it's just like kind of. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like you have the the brothers, and then you have maybe like a Thanos. Well, no, Thanos is wrestling. Yeah, he's definitely on the card. Um, but I, I'd imagine it's in that vein of like, oh, it's it's 
the gods. It's, it's the Watchers. Again. Yeah. <laughs> the Watchers are watching. They can't participate. That's their whole oath. So they're just going to watch. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. Uatu is probably going to, you know, want to get involved a little bit because that Uatu doesn't follow his own rules. Again, uh, <laughs> the, the levels of love and care that you put into this. I love it. So Access wants to make sure that people have access to good food here, too. And he is going to hire, out of all the people, maybe it's not the best decision, but he's somebody that I figured we could put in there. Condiment King. Now, you called this one ahead of time. I did call this <laughs> ahead of time. And, yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense to me. Who else would you go to? Like At sporting events especially, like you're going to get that like kind of like that ballpark hot dog with the condiments mm-hmm. Get the relish, and we're relishing these fights here. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna see who cuts the mustard. Here we are, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, you know, we got all the time in the world. We won't have to play too much catch up here. Yeah. Now, <laughs> something about mayo. <laughs> well, Mitchell Mayo is his name, but uh, there are some promoters that are involved in this as well. Uh, one of them, you know, I mean, WWE used to advertise Ico Pro, and you know, once in a while we would have a little cross promotion with like ECW popping up on a WWF show, whatever. Well, this isn't quite necessarily involved in those, but there is an invitation set out there to Edward Garner of the Unlimited Class Wrestling Federation. Google it. <laughs> did he? Did he host a Bonesome Gras? Bones of McGraw is not quite in there, but um, the UCWF is something that's over there in Marvel. And uh, there's been characters that have had some crossovers and stuff over the past. Um, I don't know what the promotion is that Spider-Man had been involved in and all. I couldn't find that information offhand. But the uh, UCWF is something that has, you know, if you check on like the Marvel fandom page, it says that like, uh, the thing had been a part of it at one point and um, they've got weight divisions, but it's based off of how much, how many tons they can lift rather than the actual waste <laughs> tank divisions. Anybody doesn't know what that is. A refutable kill. Go ahead and check out that series and see me geek out over the James Bond stuff. And also if you are a fan of the justice league unlimited series, then you would know meta brawl and roulette, the promoter of that. So she is kind of the uh, the Dixie Carter getting a little bit of an invite here. Well, we like we like that you know you're being very uh, open with your promoters. <laughs> Sometimes you got to invite some other people to show them how it's done, you know. And they can have the people that don't matter as much in in their promotions, and you know that's why you can get like Rocket Red and Geo Force that I didn't bother to think of any matches for or. Maybe uh, maybe our man is on one side or Captain Britain. I don't know. <laughs> I want merchandise for this unlimited class wrestling federation. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up now, and as you, as you might be surprised to learn, it's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> maybe we'll do a deep dive on that in some fashion too. Kind of uh, break down, you know. The thing versus demolition Dunphy <laughs> and all. I'm surprised that they don't do more crossover things with that. They should have more fun, like we're doing here. They really should. I'm looking at all these wrestlers. They're they're fantastic. Even Fantastic Four. <laughs> yes. 
So there are dark matches to this, and you can see on your screen right now that the blue brother and the red brother are going to represent those. But the dark matches are going to be something that we talk about in the second video for this, because I want to make sure that I balance out the time on this a little bit. So even though it's kind of night one and night two, screw it. Normally, they don't need to spend 20-something minutes talking about uh, who does the pyro and stuff. So you're going to see the dark matches listed over there on night two over on Fanboys Anonymous. And that means that we can start getting into these matches over here on night one. And these are in no particular order. They are, in some ways, uh, I'm going to just say the matches that are kind of on the lower card and then work my way up to some of the bigger ones. But... I wanted to uh, incorporate a lot of matches on night one and night two that kind of balance each other out. So, for instance, on night one, we're going to talk about the women's division for the uh, the champion versus champion, like the women's world champion. We're also going to talk about the tag team championship match and the women's 10 on 10 Survivor Series elimination match, not five on five. We're going to talk about some big matches and some undercard things and all. Uh, so let me try to bounce around on these different things. I'm going to try to keep track of this. It's going to be a little bit difficult because these are in alphabetical order rather than in order I have on the card itself. But again, it's not necessarily, this is the opening match and that kind of thing. Um, one of the first matches that we got going on here, an undercard match, it's called the bird bout. And it is between Oswald Cobblepot, AKA the penguin and Leland Owlsley, AKA the owl from Marvel. And I just realized that I am not sharing my screen again with Rob so he can see these graphics better. There you go. That should be up on everybody's screens normally as well. Penguin versus the owl. Two people who do not have powers outside of the owl. Sometimes does have power. Sometimes he doesn't. On the Netflix show, he didn't. He was just a guy. Penguin usually doesn't. But then again, even on Tim Burton's, he's coughing up black sludge and stuff. So it is mostly two bird-looking, out-of-shape, mobsterish guys against each other. My first thought is this graphic of the owl feels like you took Hammerhead <laughs> and gave him hair and a cape. It's like Hammerhead plus Mephisto. <laughs> like yeah. green Mephisto. And and uh, honestly, the the. The levels of 80s hair we have going on here might be closer to Alistair Smythe on the 94 Spider-Man. Uh, but besides the point, I feel like Peng Penguin has to win here, right? I am going with the owl winning this Why? one. Because the owl does typically have powers more often. And he is going up against Daredevil, which is, you know, it's a, an equivalent type of match to Batman in some ways. Penguin very rarely ever wins a match against Bruce, but the owl can put up a little bit of a fight against Daredevil. Can I, can I, can I just write the finish for you? Go for it. Perhaps in order to, you know, give penguin some thing to do in his own timeline in his own era. Uh, when this is all finished, cause you know, like with most professional wrestling guys, you have to write the stories afterwards, which seems to be my thing when I fantasy book, <laughs> I, I think you can have Penguin's goons trying to maybe give him the edge 
but they are prevented by the Court of Owls. Because <laughs> he is the owl. If Court of sure Owls that- wants to, to make a heel turn and go over to the opposite side, they would I be they would be more on a pro owl side than a penguin, that's for sure. But it definitely feels like the Cobblepot family probably has issues with the Court of Owls anyway. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's that built in history that you need to play on once you're back in Gotham and you know, the gods have had their fun watching these matches. I don't know why I'm trying to write this. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at it this way. I picture a, uh, a pro wrestling ring and coming out with Penguin are all those little penguins from Batman Returns. <laughs> so <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it's not something that uh, is the most logical thing in the world. But then again, neither is anything else you're going to find on this cover. <laughs> But that's one win for Marvel. We aren't going to completely keep track of every single win and loss, but I will tell you eventually who uh, comes out with the most amount of wins here. Uh, Another on the lower end of the card before we start building up to the bigger matches and all this match is, you know, I'm sure you've heard of a lights uh, lights out match. Well, this is the Knights out match. This is the shining Knight from DC against the black Knight from Marvel. Two characters that are not all that well known. But I'm offended the same- that the penguin went on before this. <laughs> Again, you know, it's a, a just based off of how you want to balance out the night. But I wouldn't start a card out on the penguin versus the owl. Uh, that would be more so. Maybe I'd go. Maybe I'll go the Thor match that uh, could potentially be the, the opener there, for this. Is there some kind of jousting rules to this? This is a, you know, you got the sword and the shield. You've got these two honorable knights. They both have different powers. And between those two, I, I, I know that these aren't two characters that you would be too familiar with, but you've seen Shining Knight and JLU, at least. I mean, yes, but it's like, this feels like this needs to be like a sword fight or like a... Pretty much. Yeah, like the, there needs to be some kind of sword on a pole or... <laughs> I'm thinking too wrestling here, perhaps, but I like it. It's, it's a very obvious matchup. And this one also goes to Marvel with the Black Knight being victorious. Yeah, I, I get that. He's overall more powerful from what I've been able to assess. And for anybody who's wondering, like, well, the Black Knight never shows up at anything. He is in the Eternals movie. He's just not the Black Knight yet. He's the dude that is dating uh Gemma Chan's character. <laughs> and uh, eventually at the end, it's like, oh, look at that. It's a sword. That guy. <laughs> we had a singles match here. There's no funny little gimmick name to it. But uh, yeah, if anybody can think of one, by all means, let me know in the comments below. Uh, I couldn't. So it's uh, bothersome to me that I couldn't for some of these. And uh, eventually I reached a point where I'm like, I, I've spent way too much time on these. I need to not just think of stupid little gimmick names. But this one is uh, Atomic Skull over on the DC side of things against Marvel's Radioactive Man. And that's not the Radioactive Man from the <laughs> uh, Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> the goggles. They do nothing. do nothing. There's no Fallout Boy <laughs> as part of this. It is just Radioactive Man who is an Iron Man villain against Atomic Skull who is primarily a Superman villain. But um, this one is tough 
I don't really know exactly who I would go with 100% for the win here. I would lean towards Atomic Skull, but that's not a set in stone. Radioactive Man is a character that I'm not incredibly familiar with to be able to be like, oh, you know, his uh, his power level would far exceed what we've seen of Atomic Skull. Atomic Skull fights Superman. That means something, you know? This match has nuclear heat, doesn't it? It very much does. There's a, there's a lot of ways that you can nuke a crowd. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a white hot affair. <laughs> and I, I'd probably give it to the Atomic Skull. Let's, let's put DC on the board here. Let's get one for DC. Let's go Atomic Skull wins here. And he does so by just being fucking cooler and let's admit it and sometimes the winner is just because screw that other person this one's cooler you're gonna see that about one person in particular that's like uh yeah that person wins because fuck the other one um the fourth i think matchup no fifth one i don't know whatever we lost track of this is going to be fourth <laughs> that is amazo against the super adaptoid i would love to hear if anybody knows who super adaptoid is because he is not a well-known character, but I'm staring at the graphic <laughs> and it just feels like it feels like an Iron Man villain. Kind of. Um, feels like a very low budget villain. He is somebody who is essentially the same exact thing as a where his robotic power is to duplicate powers. He's an android that has like his own version of the Iron Man outfit and his own version of Mjolnir and Captain America's shield and all that against a guy like Amazo, who Amazo's whole gimmick is, you know, hey, Martian Manhunter's here. Now I've got all of Martian Manhunter's powers. And this is the Amazo that is uh, from like the comics that you would see less so the Justice League unlimited show because that version of Amazo is way too powerful. He would beat the living shit out of super adaptoid from what I've seen, but I is still going to win this. Did I liked it about that. Amazo. Not my favorite. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to give it to Amazo on the grounds that I don't know much about super adaptoid. Amazo gets to win for me as well. I like Amazo better. Super adaptoids. It's got some potential. But it's not Amazo, and Amazo is amazing. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you want to get a women's division match out here? Yeah, why not? We're, Let's we're go. Not with the, women. <laughs> the women. Let's go with the knockoff knockouts match oh, between God. Maxima and Thundra, or the Power Princess, or the Warrior Woman. There are three characters that are essentially Marvel trying to do Wonder Woman. And yes, they are not going up against Wonder Woman because I have Wonder Woman in a much more important thing. But Maxima is essentially another Wonder Woman ripoff that happens to be in DC. So there are multiple of the Wonder Woman characters. There's multiple ripoffs. Why and this just a three-way dance? I have everybody elsewhere in a much more important scenario. Including I mean, big, including Big Barda. So, so fair enough. 
to me, I, Thundra, Power Princess, and Warrior Woman, it's some of these characters just blend in together, and it's like they really should just be one character. They never should have had three attempts at naming something like that. I think even Power Princess and Warrior Woman are the same character. They just went with two names because they wanted to trademark two names. But Thundra is definitely different. You can see in the graphic right there. Look at Power Princess on the, the right-hand side. Yeah, she looks like... That's Wonder Woman. She looks like Wonder Woman. <laughs> they just did Wonder Woman, and they just didn't do her as well. And Wonder Woman's never going to be topped as far as, like, you take the archetype of Wonder Woman and you try to do Wonder Woman. Everybody's going to go, oh, isn't that Wonder Woman? You're never going to be able to get off Power Princess and be like, nope, she's better. Nah. For that matter, Maxima is not all that great, but Maxima is somebody who has fought Superman once in a while. And she was eventually trying to win Superman over as a future husband in some of these things. So for somebody who's able to, you know, box Clark and wants to be his like warrior wife, fuck power princess, man. This one goes to Maxima. (laughs) I guess. I don't know what the characters say so, so I'll give you uh, the edge. And honestly, Power Princess looks so much like Wonder Woman. It feels borderline offensive. It feels like if you'd put, like, if you'd ever gotten the opportunity to put Diesel up against Fake Diesel. Fake Diesel. That's essentially what it is. There's going to be multiple matches that are sort of like that along this... uh side of things if there's a character that's a straight up ripoff usually i'm gonna put them against each other and thunder and power princess and all they're just lame excuses of wonder woman and maxima's not you know the best character in the world but at least she's on her own she's a little bit of a knockoff though so the knockoff knockouts match goes to dc with maxima we're kind of uh leaning more towards the dc side of things right here now three for dc two for marvel let's uh switch over to a different style of a match. And this one is called the Funhouse of Horrors match between okay. Scarecrow and primarily Mysterio. But if you wanted to switch it up a little bit and make somebody that's actually more specifically 100% a knockoff of Scarecrow, there's Mr. Fear and there's Scarecrow. <laughs> Marvel has a Scarecrow. That is fear-based. Mr. Fear is a little bit more of Scarecrow. He uses a gas that makes people afraid. Just like, that's the same fucking thing as Scarecrow. You were just trying to do Scarecrow. But I like Mephisto uh, uh, Mysterio way better. And I think it would be more interesting to have Mysterio have his little messing around with what you think is actually happening. And then Scarecrow messing around with that. Here's the kicker, though. How do you dose somebody like Mysterio with your fear toxin if he's wearing that fishbowl. Well, you keep the toxin in the bowl. <laughs> you just get it in the bowl if you can. Yeah. Oh, well, Scarecrow is not going to be able to and Mysterio is going to walk away with a win for I Marvel. No. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I boo bad booking. <laughs> I'm never watching this promotion again. <laughs> Scarecrow is cooler. And you know I have a preference for Batman villains. Spider-Man is my number two, though. The Mysterio is a character that has a lot more potential than they've ever really been able to tap into. 
Yeah, but Scarecrow can beat Batman. I think Mysterio could too. I don't know. Fear. Like, look, there's a lot of situations in comic books that I would never want to actually find myself in. <laughs> but Scarecrow might top the list. Getting so injected I, by a uh, fear toxin. What do you think that you would see? I don't. I imagine just like immediately, like your loved ones just go up in flames in front of your eyes. That's probably what I would see, because that would be the yeah. thing that would like upset me the most. Because and it's not they don't just evaporate either. Like you watch them suffer. Yeah, like burn to death or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's where you start getting into. It's not quite a fun house of horrors. <laughs> and then you you want the fishbowl guy to be the yeah. Man. <laughs> see, the thing with Mysterio though is he can make you see whatever he wants you to see, not. Like, Scarecrow doesn't have control over that as much. Mysterio can be like, I want you to lose your balance. And you are, like, floating around and you think you're up on the in the clouds or something. Scarecrow's gotta inject you or gas you. And then it's up to you to do that. Might be an upset, but you need some upsets on these. I'll allow it, but you're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Well, I think you're going to be totally okay with the way that the next one works out. This is going to be another Batman villain up against another Marvel character, obviously. This one's going to be Bane against Nuke in the Roid Rage in a Cage match. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not necessary. <laughs> like, I mean, just, just looking from even taking what we know out of these characters out of it. If just looking at the graphic here. This is not Scream. I paid two dollars to be at this indie show. Yeah, on the, on the right. Like, I mean, honest to God, no, it totally does. This guy would be like, uh, you know, some kind of like big patriotic, jacked up dude. Now, Nuke in the Probably. comics and stuff. His his whole thing is he is very much anybody who watched the Netflix shows. He was in Jessica Jones, but of course they didn't make him look quite like this. He's a guy that does the whole sort of injection thing that Bane does to like Hulk himself up. But he's very much like, I'm going to do this for America and I'm going to do this because I'm a military guy. Oh my God. Can we make this a flag on a pole match? <laughs> a roid rage in a cage flag on a pole match. Why well, Bane, like, Bane would have to have the, um, the flag of Santa Prisca on his side. We could do that. Yeah, and then he wins. Oh, he, fact, he definitely Bane, wins. Bane needs. Uh, do you remember? I'm gonna just. This is the this is my one, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, do you remember when Mojo Raleigh <laughs> ran down to the He told uh, Rusev that he was gonna stick stick the flag up his boot and ran down to the ring, and Rusev just beat the shit out of him for five minutes. <laughs> It's that, except Nuke charges the battlefield. Bane just straight up nightfalls him in two seconds, and we're out of here. Like Bane definitely this? beats Nuke. There's but it, like this. It's two roided up dudes that are like if anybody's going to be the equivalent of Bane in the Marvel universe, it is Nuke. But Bane is so much fucking cooler and so much smarter. There is no comparison. This is an easy win for Bane. 
not the easiest blowout match that I have on this, but you're going to hear that one most likely in part two. I think I have that on the part two side of it. Let me double check. Might actually be on part one. No, it is on the part two side of it. Um, that's a win for DC with Bane over on that end. Let's, uh, you know, we had the knockouts, uh, knockoff, knockouts match. Let's do something that's kind of an equivalent of that with the Duperman tag team match. Now, this one, trying to find the graphic here. Why do I not have this? Uh, I have this in alphabetical order. That's right. And it's uh, on the DC side of things, Bizarro and Monel of the House of L. Otherwise known as the team of house guests because they are not officially members of the House of L. Bizarro, of course, is a clone of Superman. Monel is not in the L side. His other name is Lorvan or Valor. But he's sort of, you know, eh, it's like a cousin kind of a thing. Against the Superman knockoffs or Team TKO, total knockoffs, Gladiator and a Hyperion. Two people that very easily could have gone up against Superman in this because they are really, really overpowered Marvel-type characters. They are two of the strongest characters in all of Marvel. But we'll get into a lot more Superman-type of uh, talk when it comes to that because Marvel has tried a lot with trying to do their own Superman. Um, I thought Bizarre would be in a singles. So I'm a little surprised. Who do you uh, think he was going to go up against? I don't know what the, he could face, potentially. Like, I mean, maybe Matt. Maybe, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think about, like, who's a good dupe of something. You know, maybe if we can get, like, a Ben Riley or something. You know, like... Something uh, like, very, a, the knockoff, um, like, like a different clone. Based, you know, like... You call it Clone Wars. I don't know. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. <laughs> well, an alternate title for this one was going to be I'm Super Thanks for Asking. <laughs> and then since they're all dupes of them, it was like, yeah, Duperman makes more sense. Um, I have a question. How Jude? much time a night did you spend on this? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Way too much. <laughs> this was the type of stuff that I'd be working on at five in the morning when I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and I was just like... Hey, you know what? Bizarro and Gladiator. <laughs> you know? uh, fellas, let this be a lesson to you. Look at this is Tony's level of nerddom. He's married to a very hot Brazilian. Yes. <laughs> there, the, there's hope out there. I want, I want everybody to know that. <laughs> it's like, I know the amount of time you put into this. I know it's unreal. Let's uh let's put the hope out there even more. Um, when uh when I went to the gym the other day, somebody was asking me, "Oh, how was the Marvels?" Because they knew that I was going to see it, and I was like, eh, "You know, I mean, there's good things, there's bad things, whatever. The post credit scene's the best thing, whatever." And they were like, "Oh, I just got done watching Loki." I was like, "Yeah, Loki's really good." And I started just mentioning things about like He Who Remains and whatever, and Caroline's just sort of looking like, "God damn it, this fucking nerd." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, the TVA could see if uh if Ouroboros is." <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you guys there's hope yeah timekeepers by the way uh they are keeping some time here but we all know that they're not real so that doesn't really matter in hyper time 
Now, the key to this match, though, this is something that a lot of people might not necessarily think of. Gladiator's power is based on his confidence. That is a canon thing. The more confident he is, the more powerful he is. So here's the real tricker, uh, tricky thing about this. We have to establish whether or not he is heel or face. Because if he's a baby face and the crowd hypes him up, Team Total Knockoffs over there on Marvel is definitely winning this. If he's a know. heel and they boo and they start cheering for Bizarro in the way that they cheered for like Mankind and turn him babyface, this one's going to Bizarro. I'm going Bizarro. Bizarro Monel. I'm thinking, and this is, might be a little bit more of a prejudice thing on my part, I don't like Gladiator. But I really don't like Monel. <laughs> I think Monel is one of the stupidest. Like, I am so not a fan of. Let's have Supergirl and Superboy and Super Cat and Super. Well, it's not Super Cat, it's Streaky. But, and that, yeah, I know the fucking cat's name. And Comet and Beppo, the Super Monkey. And they just threw every type of character out there. And they thought when they were making Monel that they were making this, like, ooh, we could do like Superman, but he's another character and whatever. If you watch a show like the Supergirl TV show, they try to make him somebody, and it's like, yeah, fuck him. He's Monel. Monel should go to hell. That's not supposed to rhyme, but whatever. But I have been liking Hyperion quite a bit. He's pretty badass. There's a thing, I don't remember the comic, but he and Thor know that they're going to die. And I think it's um Thor is like missing an arm. And they're just sort of like, yep, yeah, well, if we're gonna die, we're gonna go out as like fighting so the two of us are gonna basically fight the end of existence and they just die that way and i'm like if you got to take the end of existence to wipe out hyperion i think people might start cheering for gladiator and i'm gonna go marvel gets a win here all right i'll allow it i'm gonna marvel getting more wins over dc they're gonna get another one and the next one because this is the sibling rivalry mixed tag team match between the wonder twins jaina and zan and alpha flights aurora and north star now if you don't know these characters i am not all that surprised but most people do know at least a little bit of the wonder twins because they are fucking lame as all hell and that's why they are not winning this match because as much as alpha flights <laughs> not all that interesting they're at least not the wonder twins <laughs> i would go with wonder twins you'd go wonder twins really I think, I think more people would know them. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to go for uh, the upsets. Alpha yeah. Flight have better powers, too. They are more, like, energy-based. And Jaina and Zan turn into, like, animals and dumb okay. shit. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. Hold on. If we reboot the Wonder Twins for the modern era, it has to be better. Oh, they would need to do a complete rehaul. And make them different powers. And DC, I challenge you to do that. It's a challenge. Because they are totally lame. <laughs> but I was like, I know I got to get the Wonder Twins in here. And I thought about putting the Wonder Twins against Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And I was like, not only is that even more of a blowout of a match. Because Scarlet Witch alone would just be like, yeah, I'm going to blink and you're fucking done. But... I figured, you know, we've uh, where else am I going to put Aurora and Northstar in this? 
And most people will probably go, I don't know who the fuck Aurora or North Star are. Yeah, I don't blame you. Alpha Flight is not a big part of the X-Men series. They're the Canadian, like, the Canadian Justice League, uh, or Avengers, that really don't fucking matter. And I say that knowing full well that somebody out there eventually is going to look at the X-Men blueprint and go, why do you have the Alpha Flight in here if they don't matter? And it's like, because Wolverine's got to do something in Canada. That's why. (laughs) That's fair. Well, let's talk about two people that might be more well-known. Two-Face against Jigsaw. Two characters that have messed up faces because that is their gimmick, which means that there is no baby face in this match. That's the name of this match. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with you. What's wrong with you? They are two heels. They're two uh, villains. They're two mobsters. One's got his face all scarred up and the other one's got half his face all scarred up. No baby faces in this. <laughs> What's wrong with you? There are many things. <laughs> Take your pick. Obviously, Two Face wins, right? Hell yeah, Two Face of course is gonna win this. Fuck Jigsaw. <laughs> Jigsaw's cool. I give him a win on some other things, but you're gonna put up against a Batman classic character like that? No. And uh, if this was something where you had like a team thing and i thought about doing this having like two-face and his goons against jigsaw and his goons and making this kind of like a war games thing where you would have to settle on who gets the advantage i would have had it be that you needed to flip the coin for it <laughs> and two, two-face of course would have won the the coin flips <laughs> yeah two-face beats jigsaw that's one more point for dc we're going to switch over some of my graphics here again and go over to a match that, you know, I mean, a lot of these people, you might be sitting there thinking, who? And no, I'm not getting Jim the Anvil Nightheart in this, but I am getting Adam Strange against Star-Lord. Adam Strange looks like the biggest douchebag <laughs> in this photo that you could imagine. So the reason why I'm going with who are these guys in this singles match is a two-part joke. Uh, Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy introduces himself, and he's like, I'm Star-Lord. And then, God, I'm blanking on the character's name, but the one guy goes, who? And he's like, Star-Lord, man. But also, with a name like Adam Strange? Strange? Who? You know? Uh, And these are both two humans that have essentially the exact same things going on they travel to other planets they have a jetpack and they have a gun that looks weird and fuck adam strange this one's going to star lord <laughs> yeah i mean adam strange looks like such a, he looks like such a like he feels like a character from the boys in this photo yeah he is very old school he is the type of character that like is from the era of like Flash Gordon type stuff where the whole gimmick that people were selling these comics based off of was like generic superhero guy. He is a square jawed classy looking American dude. He could be a football player and he is going to be transported to another planet because then we could have like the Google Gores are against him and the schnackle flops or something. And it's like, I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't even like that shit in Star Wars. Like people will be like, you know, hey, 
don't you like this uh this new star wars property and i'm like oh all they're doing is just like they're going to planets and they've got spaceships where the goddamn jedi that's what i get my star wars from that's why it pisses me off so much when they messed up the jedi and things like the last jedi hashtag last jedi sucks i really should just change it to hashtag the sequel suck because all three of them suck fuck those movies <laughs> yeah but last jedi sucks is so iconic yeah i mean at that point it just rolls off the tongue <laughs> the point where when i'll never forget seeing someone on a dating app say last jedi was their favorite movie and i was just like oh you need to explain this to me because the running gag is <laughs> last jedi sucks <laughs> they never got back to you i wonder why yeah it's probably because they suck <laughs> you, you, yeah. uh, you lucked out on this and Adam Strange is not looking out on a win here. No, he's not. This is a Star-Lord win. And if you think that that might be a bad match, well, this next match is really sucking the life out of the crowd. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> this is DC's Parasite against the Absorbing Man from Marvel. Characters that quite literally touch something and absorb the life out of it. Not the only people we can say that about on this card, I'm sure. Oh, that's true. Or on any card, for that matter. Be watching a Ring of Honor event in a couple weeks. and (laughs) 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 Oh, and the OCD in me is so mad. I have two spaces after out on this graphic, and I'm like, no! (laughs) I I can't undo that now. Oh, you're so funny. (laughs) So, Absorbing Man is a prominent character in like fighting the Avengers and everything. He's a pretty damn powerful dude, but parasite one of the most underrated Superman villains that's out there. That dude touches you. He saps your power. He becomes super strong and all. It's not just a matter of him switching his body to whatever the element is. Absorbing man's whole gimmick is that he can touch something like you can see in the graphic here. He's got like the ball and chain, Basically, if he touches concrete, he will make his body out of concrete. That's pretty tough. But Parasite can just drain the life force out of him. And in the grand scheme of things, I think that Parasite gets a win here for DC. I agree. What do you say? So far, we- I'm mostly in sync with your booking. So far. The Mysterio one you're putting up a little bit of a fight for. No, because Scarecrow is, is terrifying. <laughs> so I mentioned the Timekeepers. This match is going to be the Timekeeper's Turmoil match, and it is going to be between Kronos on DC and Kang the Conqueror on Marvel. A lot of people understand who Kang is at this point, but they don't quite get it. Kang is still pretty new to the MCU, and people haven't seen his full power yet. But if you've watched anything like the animated series uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, then you'll see that Kang's a tough cookie, and he's not somebody to be trifled with. Now, I don't want to undersell Kronos. He is Kronos. And uh, when you've got the ability to control time, no matter who you are, you pretty much have an advantage over almost anybody. But here's where I give the edge to Kang winning this. Kang has better tech, and Kang has tons of variants. So Kronos takes out Kang. He's going to fight another Kang and another and another and another and another. He's going to have Rama Tut against him. He's going to have Iron Lad against him. He's going to have Victor Timely. He's going to have 
all sorts of problems. Kang the Conqueror is going to figure out a way to be Kronos. And Kronos, for uh, anybody that did watch the JLU show, is that character that they do the whole Batman Beyond episode in, and then he gets trapped in the argument with his wife. Remember that one? Yeah, great episode. Where she's like, uh, like I could have dated so-and-so, whatever. You, like, nincompoop, you imbecile. You have had a time machine, and you can't think of anything better to do with it. <laughs> and he's stuck in that loop for his entire life. I think Kang that would put him in a similar it. thing. That sounds like it's pretty much hell, yeah. She's had a horrible, shrill voice. I wouldn't want to be around her for 10 seconds, let alone perpetual lifetime. Um, I do like Kronos. I do like time manipulation. That would be my dream superpower if I could have one. It would be, well, I would probably double dip and say time manipulation and instant transmission. But definitely, I love messing around with time. My go-to answer was always, this is something that uh, in college I had to do impromptu speeches in one of my classes. And this one teacher uh, for that, she was like, she had no idea who she was messing around with. She was like, I'm going to give you a question. Like, cause everybody would go up and it was like, I'm going to give you a random question. And you just have to like do a three minute speech, which is like three minutes is fucking nothing. And some people should be like, all right, uh, the best meal that you've ever eaten. And people are like, uh, uh, I, uh, I, I like food. Uh, p- pizza's good, whatever. She says to me, she goes, if you could have a superpower, what would you want to have? I was like, I don't have enough time to talk about this, but my immediate answer is the ability to do anything I want at any time with no negative repercussions. <laughs> and she was okay, like, wow. How do you translate that into a specific power? Omnipotence. God Emperor Mango. God's when God Emperor Mango comes in here. So I can get that time manipulation. I can get healing. I can get self-healing. I got super strength. I got teleportation. I got super speed. Oh, whatever the hell I want. But if you need me to pick one particular power, I think time probably would be it. Because then you can kind of mess around with almost everything. You could freeze time, walk into a bank vault, steal the money. Nobody even knows because you're not on the uh, security footage. Yes, that's one of the first things that I would probably I do. Like that you would, you would write to like major crime. Okay. Yeah, because you know what? I do one major crime like that, and then I don't have to worry about that for a long while. I've got a lot of money, and then I can do good stuff. And repurpose the money in this world. See, this is why uh, Supreme Chancellor Mango needs to be a thing. You all need to figure out a way to give me time control, and then the world's going to be a better place. I can heal the world. This is how most right. villains start, don't they? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that, most villains tend to think that they're the one that's going to save everything, but I'm right. That's the difference. Okay. <laughs> Let's get another women's match on the card here. This is the Lights Out tag team match. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've got light based powers here Halo and Dr. Light from Marvel, uh, from DC. And on the side of marvel this is a little bit of a stretch in some ways and some people would make a little bit of an argument here but i'm going with the marvel girls which is in and of itself a little reference but marvel girl is not going to be called marvel girl in this we've got ms marvel kamal khan and monica rambo who you know, photon spectrum whatever one you call her spectrum tends to be the name she uses more often but lately i think they've been using photon more they didn't call her anything in the movie which is kind of strange but she can see everything on the electromagnetic spectrum and Ms. Marvel used to be that she had stretchy powers, but then they've been making her this whole 
hard light construct kind of green lantern thing so we're gonna go light base powers on on that front here halo is pretty damn strong she could heal she can heal herself other people i thought about putting rocket on this team instead but the more i thought about it i was like halo fits the whole thing like that better and uh their team name by the way is it's light night whereas uh michael cole would say it's, it's light, light night, night. <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna go with dc here because uh i don't know how to say this nicely i don't like miss marvel <laughs> you have every right not to but the marvel girls are gonna win this one no because Monica Rambeau is absurdly powerful in the comics these days. She's part of the like multiversal Avengers that are essentially responsible for like fighting gods. And I'm like, you know, you read a lot of comics, right? Like you don't actively. No, not so much. You're not subscribed to like comicsology. Nah. Well, I, I imagine you wouldn't be subscribed anyway because you don't subscribe to things. Um, but yeah, I think that might be fun for you to just kind of dive into some modern source material. Although, probably use like Comics Explained or something for that. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, my biggest source of finding out some of this information. Oh, and I forgot to mention some of these other things on these other things. Uh, matches we already talked about. Nuke, uh, some alternatives that I was thinking about having go up against Bane instead of Nuke were Rhino. I thought that could be kind of fun. Uh, I thought El Muerto, which I get it. That is uh, the character that Bad Bunny was originally going to play in a movie, which seems like the movie might be shelved, or at least Bad Bunny might not be associated Ooh. with it anymore. Uh. I considered Eric Killmonger from Black Panther to go up against Bane. Thought that could be a pretty decent matchup. Bonesaw, he's ready. <laughs> Bonesaw, <laughs> Bonesaw would have to beat Bane though, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if I wanted Bane to lose. Mr. Hyde is also another one I thought about going up against Bane. But ultimately, I was like, yeah, Bane Nuke is more of a character that works with that. I also forgot to mention that uh, accompanying the Alpha Flight team is the rest of Alpha Flight. And accompanying the Wonder Twins is Gleek the Monkey. <laughs> He's coming out there for that. Uh, I always appreciate good monkey. So many monkeys on DC, I'm telling you. They're all, there's, I mean, fucking Detective Chimp. Like, I and I thought about doing something with Detective Chimp, but I didn't. Uh, I also thought about instead of Absorbing Man versus Parasite, putting him up against Metamorpho. But I have Metamorpho elsewhere, and uh, in this Light Knight versus Marvel Girls thing, we're gonna give another point to Marvel. So that's kind of uh, balancing out a little bit here and there, but this one's a little. A little more one-sided, I would think, if you're following these types of comics. We're going to go with the second generation team uh, set up here. Orion of the New Gods on DC side of things against Hercules in the Marvel side of things. And this is, of course, a second generation Clash of the Titans singles match. This is a win for Orion. I like it. I can say I can get behind it. Dude's supposed to go up against Darkseid. He's going to beat Hercules. <laughs> Despite the um, cheers from the crowd of Hercules, Hercules. I love that movie. <laughs> um, 
I have to say, you're giving. It feels like you're a bit more in tune with DC. Would that be fair to say? You would think that, but honestly, the more that I went through this, the more I was like, oh man, there's more people that I know on Marvel than DC. But when it comes to certain I, characters, like, I don't give a shit about Hercules in Marvel. I mean, yes, but I feel like you're more in favor. Like, I feel like DC writing style suits you better. In some ways. I I like how Marvel treats characters as humans that have to be thrown in the superhero world. But I also like how DC can sometimes create characters that are just gods. And it's like, how do gods deal with a mortal world? So a character like Batman is of course my favorite of all time. And nobody's going to be Batman on my, uh, like, uh, you know, personal preference list. But then you've got like daredevil and then you've got, you know, really cool characters. Like I think Superman's underrated. Funny enough. That's, that's a funny thing to say. I understand what you mean. Yeah. But sometimes I get when people are like, yo, what do you do with Superman? He can't, fight anybody because he's just too powerful so it's good to see a character like a spider-man where he could go up against a, a regular person once in a while i still don't understand how he can go up against doc ock and not just punch him in one shot and you know because doc ock's got no powers but that's something for the blueprint hey, project tentacles. yeah <laughs> there's a market for that i am uh i am making him have powers in my uh my blueprint project to to offset that a little bit it's always been one of my biggest pet peeves. And then when it gets to Orion and Hercules, I don't like either of them all that much, to be perfectly honest. But I do like the idea of Orion better than Hercules. Hercules was them just being like, well, we could take that character. That's public domain. I never liked Thor up until I got into like Avengers things. The Avengers. The Avengers. Um, that old game. Yeah, that's exactly what with I'm the, thinking. With the, uh, ha, 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 ha. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Drop a comment if you know which game we're talking about, everyone. That's a classic, classic game. Good game. I, I'm not as old as my tastes yeah. are sometimes, but. You surprise yeah. me. Every so often you'll say that, like, like even, like, uh, when we're doing the Power Rangers thing and you're like, no, I, I'm more OG. And it's like, well, technically speaking, your generation age bracket should have been into like the turbo one. Right. But yeah, it's, it's the benefit of just being around a lot of older television and older video games. Like it's just what you gravitate towards. You got the experience of a better time frame. <laughs> yeah. I really, cause I really do think that, especially because I also got to live through what I consider to be the last like really fun decade to be in child which was the 2000s so you know like i uh, i feel like i did well in that sense. <laughs> who do you think is going to do well in the match of the suicide squad against the thunderbolts this one is led by uh suicide squads led by deathstroke the terminator and the thunderbolts is led by taskmaster two characters that are about as great of combat tacticians as you can possibly get now the team's are a little bit fluid here. I wrote down a lot of different team members that could be on this. Like Suicide Squad could have Captain Boomerang, Bronze Tiger, King Shark, Plastique, Rick Flag. You could throw in Polka Dot Man if you want to, like any of that kind of stuff. 
Thunderbolts could have Atlas. They could have Abner Jenkins, whether you want to call him Beetle or Mach 1 or 2 or 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They could have Baron Zemo. They could have Blizzard, Whirlwind, Wrecking Crew, Penance, Ghost. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't put Red Hulk winning. in here, though. <laughs> I think Suicide Squad is winning. I'm going to go Suicide Squad. The main reason why I didn't put Red Hulk on Thunderbolts. And I was thinking a lot about going Taskmaster being the reason why they would win because Taskmaster can see whatever Deathstroke is doing and like balance that out a little bit. But Deathstroke's got more like firepower to him and he's more of a super soldier than Taskmaster is. Overall, Suicide Squad puts up against more gods, too. Thunderbolts is more like, you know, Baron Zemo versus somebody like Captain Boomerang. That's about 50-50. But if you put King Shark (laughs) up against somebody like, uh, I don't know, a Baron Zemo or Blizzard or something, I think King Shark probably beat them. So I like Deathstroke better, too. Deathstroke's pretty fucking badass. King Shark voiced by Samoa Joe in the upcoming video game. If that ever gets released. I part of me kind of hopes it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard of a six pack challenge. Yes. But have you ever heard of the mud pack in DC? No. That is a group of different people with uh, the Clayface thing going on. So we're going to go with the mud pack challenge here. Clayface against Sandman. If you put them together, what are you going to get? <laughs> why? Why isn't this like the elements match over there? Elements are all over the place on this one. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> all right, so this is actually a pretty decent matchup, and both have had stints as heroes, so both could be I'm baby faces in yes. here. I don't like Clayface in the Bad Family, by the way. Um, I uh, I don't know if I've written this and posted it elsewhere or if I've not done it yet. But yes, Clayface should not be a Batman villain. Clayface, I want to do a thing that's called the um, the superhero draft where they trade things. And like Chameleon should be more of a Batman villain and Clayface should be a Spider-Man villain. No, I meant like in in modern stories, he's like a member of the Bat Family. Oh yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't, I don't like that like that. Same as I don't, I don't like, like Sandman being part of like the Fantastic Four or the Avengers. I don't like a lot of the Bat Family stuff. The more that I look into it, but that, that's that point. I think Clayface gets the win here. You would almost be right, but this is going to be our first draw. Do they kind of get stuck in each other? They get stuck together. <laughs> I, I knew it. You <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> because look at it. I mean, Sandman's just going to merge in Clayface, and then it's basically, you know, oil and water don't mix, but clay and sand? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> That's very funny, though. <laughs> 
I think we need to get one of the heavy hitters uh, going on here. So this one is going to be a major battle between the core war. It is the Green Lantern Corps led by Hal Jordan against Richard Ryder and the Nova Corps. I like it. This is one of those things that would be like, all right, now we're talking less of the gimmicky, jokey stuff, although there will be some more of those. And uh, more of just like, yep, the Green Lantern Corps against Nova Corps, they are very much equivalents to each other. Green Lantern Corps has to win. Definitely Green Lantern Corps wins this. They are overall just way more powerful. They're more well-known. Hal Jordan is cooler than Richard Ryder. I will say that not every Green Lantern is in this match. Which ones are? This would be the side of like Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, Kilowog, Tomar Ray, Simon Baz, Alan Scott most likely would be in here. Richard Ryder would be accompanied by maybe even Fire Lord and Quasar. Really, really powerful character. Sam Alexander would be here to join him. But you're not going to see John Stewart in the Grand Leaner, uh, Green Lantern Corps here. And you're not going to see Jessica Cruz in here either. Save them for a little bit later. Yeah, I, thought, I assumed if you weren't going to do one with uh, John, that he would be in his own thing. Even though when somebody says a Green Lantern, who do you picture? I picture Hal Jordan. As time's gone by, I'm like, you know what? I don't like Hal Jordan as much. So, okay, so we just talked about my age, but here's where I do think of John first. Mm-hmm. From the, the cartoon. However, I did grow to understand and appreciate Hal Jordan more i still think john is better the thing that i like about hal is that he revamped the character well i mean the writers did obviously but the the hal jordan character revamped it from alan scott and i think alan scott's dopey i don't like alan scott but in the same way that i like wally west better than barry allen even though barry allen is better than jay garrick i do still think barry allen is like if somebody goes to flash i think barry and then if somebody says Green Lantern, I think Hal, but John works better in a team because there's very rarely that like stern, just military dude. And Hal, they write him so often as being like a funny kind of jerk. And I like my Flash to be funny and I like Batman to be my jerk. So what does Hal do? He doesn't do anything as good as the other ones. I'd rather have John Stewart be like, the military badass and balance out the justice league a little bit better. Plus it's also a matter of uh, diversity. You know, Al Jordan's just another white dude. Throw John Stewart yeah. in there, you know, get a little rep- representation going on. And normally like, I-, I think that's one of the best examples of replacing another white dude. You know what I mean? Like John Stewart really does fit the character better. Yeah, but Hal Jordan is a better protector of the universe, unless he goes crazy and becomes Parallax, than Richard Ryder is. <laughs> so the Green Lantern Corps, I mean, they've got a fucking planet on their side. An entire planet. The hell's Nova Corps going to do against that? Lose, that's what they're going to do. 
We have multiple matches that are going to be called the Big Brain Brawl, and this one is going to be one of them. It's between Hiro Akamura on DC, otherwise known as Toy Man, and Amadeus Cho on the DC, uh, the Marvel side of things, who has gone by a couple different other names. But he's been Hulk at one point. All the more reason why Amadeus Cho is going to win this. Yeah, I was say he's going to be Hulk in this match. <laughs> if he's got access to be able to become Hulk, see you later, Hero. <laughs> Yeah. But also, he is just a better character overall. Like, Hiro Akamura is more like, they thought it'd be kind of interesting to do Toy Man as, like, a little Asian boy turning that into, like, a positive, like, hero character. And when I think Toy Man, I think Toy Man from Justice League. I think this, like, creepy toy-based villain who should be a Batman villain and not a Superman villain. There's another one for the trade. So that. Hiro Akamura, there is a chance that you can turn that character and make that a fun, like, superhero, kids superhero thing. But when you start getting into that, you get into Big Hero 6. And they've already done it. So screw it. Amadeus Cho wins this one. Not the most uh, bombastic match in the world, but we're going to get some heavy hitters with the Superboy versus Wonder Man match. Two underrated characters as far as their powers and their uh, abilities go. Not characters that a lot of people would even think of. And I thought about putting Superboy on the team for the elimination match. Got a lot of consideration to putting him in there. Also thought about doing Superman, Superboy, Supergirl, like a family House of L match. Wonder Man was somebody I was thinking about putting on the team for Team Marvel. Ultimately, I decided, you know what? These two are more akin to fight each other. I'm curious when you talk about your Survivor Series matches, like, are there going to be some heavy hitters, or was that just more of like, I need a Survivor Series match on here because I'm doing a Survivor Series card? I prioritized the Survivor Series match five one five, and then started to move people around and then put the other five people on there because I did make a ten on ten. Fair enough, but there are definitely big hitters there because that's arguably the main event. We are still going to get into champion versus champion type matches, uh, which I don't think we've done any of those quite yet, have we? No, I haven't mentioned any of them yet. So I should probably mention I one of them. I did see some of the graphic names because I can see your screen. But, yeah. Uh, it's, it's... People can't see that yet, but they will see one of them in a second. But uh, Superboy versus Wonder Man, the win goes to Superboy. That's obvious. Yeah. Superboy is at times absurdly powerful, and Wonder Man is too, but. Superboy is the more iconic character. and What's your Superboy? I like Connor. I'd go with Connor in the uh, the t-shirt more than Connor with the goggles and all that kind of tactile telekinesis stuff. I like clone Superboy. So you're not a fan of like actual offspring? Oh, John Kent? Yeah. Not so much. I don't like how they age him so fast. Because they were just like, oh, he has a kid, and now he's like 20. What? Hyper time. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Talking about a world that nothing makes sense. But one thing that makes sense to me is the women's tag team championship or champion versus champion thing. You're going to give a tag team title to the women's division on both ends. And this one is going to be the Wonder Girls against the Spider Women. So you have Donna Troy and Cassandra Sandsmark against Gwen Stacy and Jessica Drew. 
Now, call Gwen Stacy Spider-Gwen or Ghost Spider, whatever you want to call her. She's basically Spider-Woman. And Jessica Drew is one of the other Spider-Woman. I could have gone Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, and Julia Carpenter. I could have gone Madam Web. They're going to be ringside. They're going to be joining them and cheering them on. Manager, Madam Web, basically in that end. And to balance her out, manager on the Wonder Girls is going to be Hippolyta. I'm going to go Spider-Woman. You will be disappointed because those Wonder Girls are way more powerful. This is not the first time I've been disappointed in 2023 with the fate of Gwen Stacy. But okay. <laughs> now, Donna Troy. We, Netflix, so we should watch it. What's uh, on Netflix? Uh, Sp- uh, Into Spider-Verse. Oh, Cross the Spider-Verse already on there? Yeah. Huh. Hey, I might have to do that. Future franchise, everybody. If you want to make sure we do it, pick a poison over there. Yeah, um, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Cassie Sandsmark and Donna Troy, specifically the characters that they constantly just keep rewriting the origin for. Donna Troy's had like so many different origins and it's pretty stupid. But if you're going to be honest about the power levels on here, Gwen can't take a punch from Donna Troy the same way. And uh, Jessica Drew is pretty cool. Don't but you I think, believe in, you know, brain outpowering Braun? Now, they would win on the brain side of it, especially Gwen. Gwen, by the way, I really have grown to like Gwen being a, like a spider person. Yeah. And uh, that's something that changed in the blueprint. Originally, I had, I'll spoil a thing that doesn't happen in there now anymore. Originally, I had just Gwen dies on the bridge. That's a lesson for Peter and whatever. Gwen does not die in my blueprint. That's probably a huge, 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 huge spoiler, but something else, something else happens to Gwen. And if you don't want to uh, be spoiled, then obviously uh, I'm not going to tell you, but (laughs) there are, there are multiple other ways that you could do a similar story and not have her die. I'll say that. Oh, and she doesn't get, you know, Taken advantage of by Norman and have fucking kids. That's stupid. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, that happens in the comics. Norman uh, Norman ends up impregnating her and she has kids. I hate that. Yeah, I hate it too. So I was like, no, that's not happening in mine. Uh, <laughs> since, since we're here, you know what else I hate? Aunt May having a thing for Doc Ock. Yeah, I don't have that going on either. <laughs> That's not even like a like a newer development either. Like that was like no, that's old school. Yeah, like that's one of the older ideas. It's gross. I don't. I I don't have my Doc Ock as uh somebody that would be like my Doc. Let's put it this way: my Doc Ock is enough of a nerd that Aunt May would be like, "Oh, he's he's eccentric. Maybe don't hang around him too much." Oh, and by the way, my my Aunt May and my Doc Ock are not in their fucking 60s because that doesn't make any sense to me. Why do people have it to where it's like Peter's aunt is old enough to be his grandmother? It's an aunt. She should be the same age as his mom and dad should have been. But I feel like. I feel like at the beginning, things were just different. Old timey stuff like Peter used to dress in like a shirt and tie to go to high school. Yeah, it's (laughs) like where Peter's like. 17 but when you age in the societal stuff he acts like he's 30 right which is just so dumb 
You know, it's not dumb though that people will tune into a cat fight. God damn it! So we're gonna go cheetah versus tigra. <laughs> not what I thought we were going for. There's another cat fight. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about on the uh, the night two thing. This one is specifically the welcome it, to the a, jungle. It's more high profile cat fight. It is the more pro- high profile one. And they, ha- they have two different names. This one is the welcome to the jungle cat fight. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> because it is Cheetah versus Tiger. <laughs> is the other one the cat's meow? It's not, but the match could be called the cat's meow. There's, okay. a, dif- there's a different name for it. <laughs> Which, of course, is another fucking eye groaning match name. <laughs> Cheetah versus Tigra, about 50 50. I got somebody I'm leaning more towards, though. Who do you got? I got, I got Cheetah. You would be right. Cheetah is a Wonder Woman villain, and I, I put her on a higher pedestal. Unless okay, you see you, uh, Wonder Woman 84. Cheetah sucks in that movie. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it. Not, a lot of things I didn't like about that movie. Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit that I didn't like about that movie. So, by the way, uh, right now we just learned that Pedro Pascal might be Reed Richards. And I don't like that casting idea. I don't think that he fits in that. He could play a lot of characters, but I don't think Reed's one of them. So they had a they had a good Mister Fantastic already. Uh, maybe by the time that this gets published, because we are recording this on the seventeenth uh, of November, maybe they've already come out and said somebody else actually is instead. But it seems like that might be the case. Um, I like the Vanessa Kirby idea. I like Joseph Quinn. I just I don't like Pedro in that part. He'd be a great wildcat or something. He doesn't strike me as Reed. Uh, wildcat not on this card, uh, by the way. He is in a... She could have been in the cat's meow. He's in a dark match thing. <laughs> in the cat's meow. I thought about including Catman in here and making him like a special guest referee or something, but I decided not to because uh, he would just give it to Cheetah anyway. Now, yeah, they would. these aren't quite the same as... Uh, you know, a cheetah versus the tiger, but at least this one guy can be called a whale. He's Tobias Whale, and he's up against Kingpin in the big crime boss man match instead of big boss man. Okay, first of all, that's silly. You need to stop. <laughs> it's going to keep coming. <laughs> um, who came first? I believe Kingpin, but I, I don't so. know for sure. Okay, because like that feels like. Hey, do that. <laughs> yeah, Tobias Whale is never going to reach the heights of Kingpin. It's just... He's to reach the girth. <laughs> he's got that going for him. And Tobias Whale... Look, if you put Tobias Whale in Marvel, he would essentially beat Kingpin. But Kingpin's so much cooler. Wilson Fisk is the man. So, of course, he wins this one. Fuck Tobias Whale. I can get I can get down with that. You're gonna get down with the whale, huh? I don't like the way you said. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might be thinking to me that I should bug off at this point. So let's go into the bug off oh, match. <laughs> this is the third versus second generation bug off match. It's Blue Beetles Jaime Reyes <laughs> against Miles Morales version of Spider Man. <laughs> you know what I would prefer. <laughs> build up to this match you got people that are trying to live in the shadow of their predecessors miles morales in my mind will never be spider-man like if somebody says hey spider-man what do you picture i picture peter parker i never picture miles morales 
That's changing. It's like not for annoying us. to me that that's changing because that's changing. he's just not as good of a character. I like Miles. That's the thing. And I wish that Miles was something other than Spider-Man. If they gave him a different name and they just made him like how, you know, there's like Batman and Robin and there's Superman and Superboy. Even if they called him Spider-Boy, I wouldn't be as opposed to it. But he's not Spider-Man. Now, Blue Beetle, fuck Dan Garrett. And Ted Cord is somebody who he's got a, he serves a purpose and he will be on this card. But I do like Jaime Reyes a little bit better. Yeah, and I like the the representation on this card. You get the uh, New York, Puerto Rican against the California Mexican. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I didn't realize that. I, I really think that their families interacting would be a very fun aspect of this. You got Rio and uh, Jefferson Davis and uh, good old uncle uh, on this side of Miles Morales. And then you've got on Blue Beetle side, that fucking grandma with a gun and all that. Oh, we didn't do that as a fan track. So that's right. We just watched that on our own. I was like, oh, we didn't do that as a fan track. I was going to plug it. <laughs> yeah, we that's not up there. It. That was a really fun time. That movie was uh, problematic in a lot of ways, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, yes, but one-offs are okay. Yeah. And you know what? They did, in some ways, about as good of a Blue Beetle movie as they could have. In a lot of other ways, they probably could have done another draft, but Blue Beetle is a character that I think, over time, will become more popular. And I'm going to go with an upset here. I'm going to go Blue Beetle beats Spider-Man. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Legitimate shock. Yeah. Okay. I think in the grand scheme, Blue Beetle's got more powers. They'd make a hell of a tag team. They would. And I thought about doing like a mixed tag thing where it's like somebody from Marvel and somebody from DC against somebody from Marvel and DC, like that kind of thing. And then I was like, nah, you know what? That's uh, that's mixing up the brand warfare thing a little too much. But again, that's my, maybe something that I would do in a future card. Let's see. Um, do I want to go with gods or do I want to go with almost gods? Let's go almost gods. Let's work our way up. So we're going to go with the unstoppable force meets the unkillable object. <laughs> Doomsday versus Juggernaut. Okay. So he's the juggernaut, bitch. He is the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> um, but Doomsday is Doomsday. I gotta go Doomsday. As tough as it is. No you, way. You can't go against Doomsday. Okay, I thought you were gonna go. I would go Juggernaut. <laughs> no, I mean, it's you can't stop the juggernaut. But how do you kill Doomsday? He just fucking comes back. And Juggernaut has one move. Strength. Doomsday can take a punch from Superman. Juggernaut sometimes can struggle against Colossus. I don't think Doomsday would be able to stop Juggernaut. If Juggernaut was like running towards him, he could hit Doomsday and, you know, fucking send him into the stratosphere. But Doomsday is going to come back eventually and he's going to fucking whop Juggernaut. Yeah. You can't go against Juggernaut. I mean, you can't go against Doomsday. Nobody stops the Juggernaut. 
I'm the juggernaut, bitch. One of the best things that's ever happened I love with that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we are well past the point, at some point you have to have an intermission. And obviously I'm not saying that this is uh, the, the lineup of the card, but if we're going to go with an intermission at any point, one of these is going to be what I am calling the Impter-mission. It is Mr. Mixus Spitlick against the Impossible Man, and it is a part of the minis division. I'm throwing the minis in here. I, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't. I can't be mad at this. This is so stupid. These are both diminutive characters. They are reality warping imps that mess around with their respective heroes. Mr. Mixus Spitlick is more so a Superman villain. Impossible Man is more so a Fantastic Four villain. Neither of them are villain villains in the sense that they're like, you know, dark side or something. Where's Batmite? I thought about putting Batmite on here too. And you know what the reason why? I couldn't think of another one on Marvel to do it. So Batmite is just going to be somebody that pops up to like replace Mr. Mixus Spitlick in a way that's kind of like twin magic. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) This is so silly. Mr. Mixus Spitlick has to win, right? Mr. Mixus Spitlick wins. Now, another funny thing about them, uh, there is an implication that they are the same character. They've teased that Impossible Man is just Mr. Mixus Spitlick in Marvel. That's funny. I forget exactly what he says, but he says something in like, I don't remember if it's in both comics or if it's in just Marvel where they're like, oh, like I, I normally mess around with this, uh, this big super guy or something like that. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, the whole, like, I think it's actually, it might be impossible man pops up in, um, in DC now, because I'm looking up a thing that says that he, Mr. Mr. but like turned into a super scroll at one point. <laughs> so it's like, they're basically the same character and all, but I like that idea. Because he is a, you know, multi-dimensional imp. Why wouldn't he just pop up in the other universe? Spend some time there. I, I like it. And he was kind of a linchpin of the new Superman show. Spend some time with him. Quite a bit. Yeah. Great now show. He, I think I wish it was. I hope it comes back for more. I am try I'm trying to find the um graphic for this one. I don't know if I have this labeled wrong. Maybe I don't have this graphic in the uh the right way. Oh no, I do. Okay. Uh this is um one of two matches that it's labeled it's fight night because there are separate types of things. But there's a men's division, it's fight night, and there's a women's division, it's fight night. Talk it's about the women's division boy, the next boy. time. <laughs> and these are characters that are essentially just fighters and uh you could either go Karate Kid or Richard Dragon on the DC side of things. And Karate Kid is not Daniel. It is uh, a character called Karate Kid that they, when they made the movie Karate Kid, they had to ask DC for permission for the rights to use the name Karate Kid. No so this came first before uh, that. And that's the that's person crazy. that's in the graphic is Karate Kid. His gimmick is basically he knows every form of karate. And then you got Shang-Chi. 
over there on Marvel. A lot of people know Shang-Chi now, more so from having a movie. So fuck it, Shang-Chi wins. Yeah. I don't know much about Richard Dragon. I like the name. Richard Dragon is the character that was in that movie that we watched, the uh the one sold the dragon. The Batman one. That is true. That but was also a weird seventies. They made thing. that like a weird seventies Bruce Lee thing, and Richard Dragon is normally a redheaded white dude. So I was like, you know what? I think Karate Kid works a little bit better here. He is the better of the two in a lot of ways. But take your pick, you know, Karate Kid or Retro Dragon. Either one of them, I'm having Shang-Chi win. I can get down with that. We got some more God-type action here. This one is the Ticking Time Bomb match, because it is between Dr. Manhattan and the Molecule Man. Dr. Manhattan wins. You know why it's called Ticking Time Bomb? Why? Well, you figure in Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan has his whole watch and the idea of the the bomb and dr manhattan getting his powers that way also watchman is all about the ticking clock to the doomsday uh, clock but also molecule man for anybody who hasn't been following comics in the past few years the beyonders story is all that the beyonders not the the beyonder but the beyonders are responsible for creating molecule man they planted molecule man in every universe with the idea in mind that at some point they're going to explode molecule man to try to wipe out every universe that ever existed molecule man is literally a human bomb that's the scariest thing i could ever imagine and they almost succeed if not for god emperor doom all the more reason why god emperor mango has to be a thing as scary powerful as molecule man is a guy who can fight classic beyonder and can go up against the beyonders that kill the living tribunal and everything i'm going dr manhattan yeah i like i said i thought dr manhattan would win but molecule man sounds like a scary scary weapon he's a character that they started off originally just having him be like a dude who fought the Fantastic Four, and eventually they were like, let's make him god tier. Which, by the way, let's get into some more gods. And this one, I'm going to try to find the the right graphic to make sure I don't put one of these, uh, the wrong ones on here. This one is one of my four favorite ones. This is the Judgment Day tag team match. Now, it's not Dominic Mysterio and Finn Balor and all. Instead, well, we you've got... Monday Night Raw. <laughs> They don't run this one. Instead, you've got the Spectre, who is essentially the spirit of vengeance for God. And the Presence, or the Source, he's the same thing. It's DC's version of God, essentially. Against the Living Tribunal and the One Above All in Marvel. Well, when you say the uh, the actual interpretation of God, I have to assume that side is winning. The DC side with uh, yeah. the Judeo-Christian God. Yeah. Fuck him. I like the one above all better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because here's the thing with the one above all hey, that I've always really hey. liked. I'm going to steal your gimmick with here's the thing. <laughs> the thing I always loved about why well, first things first. I like the living tribunal better than the specter. Specter is pretty cool, but tribunals just cooler. And the presence 
is just this like old dude with a mustache, like this Hercule Poirot looking dude. And they get into a lot of these things. Now, technically speaking, I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to be like, oh my God, if you've ever watched anything like, or, or you've ever, ever read anything like um, Neil Gaiman's whole like uh, Morpheus and Dream and the Sandman comics and all, Lucifer is absurdly powerful. And I thought about putting Lucifer in this and and putting like Mephisto on the Marvel God side of it and all. But what I like more is the idea that the one above all is the people who make the comics. They've made the one above all other people. Like there's a, an issue where a homeless person is talking to Peter, Peter being Spider-Man. And he's just like, Hey, you know, like stick it out, Peter. And he's just like, I can't just keep like fighting. I keep getting my ass kicked. I keep losing people. Why do I do this? And he's like, well, cause you got to struggle in life and you got to learn some lessons and whatever. And eventually Peter's like, who are you? Like, who is this homeless person? And he's like, you know who I am, Peter. And it's God. The one above all is talking to Peter Parker. And he's like, Oh, you're actually like one of my favorites and all this whole thing. But they've had other things where the one above all has been met by the fantastic four. And he's just Jack Herbie. And he fixes the thing with a, a pencil and he's like, I love that. I love that. just working on his uh, sketchbook. And he's just like, oh, oh hey, like, and it's Jack Kirby. It's been hinted that the one above all is Stan Lee. There's the fulcrum and these whole big long, I, I have, you know, a post I'm going to eventually write up of like how to, to redo the Marvel God system because it's fucking complicated as all hell. But, um, they've kind of been hitting a little bit more recently that the one above all and the one below all and everything. If you are a reader of the comics or a writer or an artist, you're a part of the one above all. And I like the idea that the collective is better than just subdued. Nah, I like Jack Kirby. (laughs) Well, I like the Jack Kirby idea like that. He comes through as Jack Kirby. And he's like the fulcrum is like hosting. Uh, he's like a bartender, and he looks like Jack Kirby. So it's like when you go into the the realm of um, uh, blanking on the name of it, they go into a realm where they they get each god in Marvel. They have to go to a realm to get a physical form. The realm of manifestations might be. I don't remember offhand. I might be wrong about that. Rob from uh, Comics Explained right now would be like, "What you got this wrong? It's whatever." Um, I wonder if Rob, you know, there's a lot of crossover with wrestling fans. I wonder if, like, you'd have to be a wrestling fan and see this. If you are, you're awesome. Yeah, your content's one of the best things on YouTube. And uh, the amount of times that I hear something like, man, let me tell you something. (laughs) Then I know it's going to be good. So I go in the one above all and the Living Tribunal wins this over the Spectre and the Presence. But it would be quite a battle. As would this other match here of some very god tier type characters it's another battle bots match but this one's the big brain in buffet as in ai okay thank you (laughs) it is brainiac accompanied by omac grid and the manhunters over on dc against ultron ultimo nimrod and the sentinels 
I'm going to go with Marvel on this one. You're going to be disappointed again. Ooh, we don't like Brainiac. I love Brainiac. Do you? Brainiac's one of my favorite villains. Do you like him as the end all for Superman, or do you like Apocalypse? I think that Darkseid and the whole Apocalypse story is, overall, the grand scheme, it's the bigger story to tell. But Brainiac is... And I like Brainiac as the brain interactive construct. I don't like him as the alien. Vildrox, like, no, fuck that one. But... I really like Brainiac as like a Justice League level threat. All right. I thought about adding Metallo here or Cyborg Superman or the Eradicator as well, which is funny enough. It's like Cyborg Superman, Metallo, Eradicator, and Brainiac are all Superman villains. Superman villains are very one note. And that's why the Superman blueprint isn't as long as the Batman one, because I just combine a lot of those characters as like yeah cyborg superman's involved in eradicator and that's part of brainiac and that's you know whatever but ultimo is not all that impressive nimrod and the sentinels they can get taken out by lots of different characters they're cool but if beast can take you down and you've got a character like manhunters going up against the green lantern core i think brainiac's got an edge over ultron All right, I, I could see that. I'm so sad about it, though. I thought having the vicious sentinels would give Marvel the edge, but I get it. We got eight more matches on night one before we... Who are you, Tony Khan? <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, there are some bigger matches to get to towards the end here. That's why I was like saving a lot of these for last... This one is bigger in some ways, and in some other ways, you could say it's quite small. Because <laughs> okay, this um, match... Ant-Man and... Um, I don't know. Who you got? We got the team of the Adams. So it's Ray Palmer and Ryan Choi. Also Bumblebee and... Characters like uh, Blue Jay and Adam Smasher. They are called Team Up and Adam. Of course they are. (laughs) Because they can grow and shrink and everything. They are going up against the Ant-Man squad, otherwise known as the Ant Colony. Because I always thought that would be a great name to call them that. Spoiler alert for the Ant-Man blueprint. I do have notes on an Ant-Man blueprint, which is kind of crazy that is uh ant-man scott lang you've got hank pym yellow jacket janet van dyne wasp you got goliath or giant man bill foster you got erica grady the black ant on the side you've got cassie lang you've got atlas you know these other characters that are on there just the same as how molecule and jessica palmer are up on team up and adam but i am calling this the small fight big stakes (laughs) match I like it. <laughs> you going I'm with us to win? Go... I'm going to go Ant Man Boss and the Ant Colony. The Ant Colony gets the win on this one. Another point from Marvel. They are overall just cooler characters, and 
they have, even though Wasp is pretty much almost exactly the same as Bumblebee, Wasp came first. And you ask the normal person if they know Ant-Man or they know Adam, most people are going to know Ant-Man. You ask anybody if they know Blue Jay, nobody's going to know Blue Jay. They might know Yellow Jacket now and all that other stuff. We got... You want to go singles match or you want to go uh, multi-person match? I'll go singles. So then let's go into one of these heavy hitter type matches. This is something that everybody could have seen coming from a mile away. Aquaman versus Namor. And this is called the Oceans Apart Best Out of Seven Seas First Blood in the Water Match. Hold on. Yes, it's so a mouthful. Is it, so is it a best of seven? It is not a quote best of seven. It's the best of the seven seas though. Because they are the kings of the seven seas. But they're not having seven matches. Well, they could fight in each of the seven seas. It could take quite a while. <laughs> Aquaman, of course, we're assuming is... assuming this takes months and years. To... That's in yes. hyper time, yeah. Aquaman's, of course, accompanied by Aqualad and Tempest and you know characters like uh, Aqua Girl and all. Namor is accompanied by Namorita and Namora and you know everybody that he gets in his kingdom and all. But it is a first blood in the water match, meaning the first person to draw blood wins. I really enjoyed this, Tony. I, I like it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, where's King Shark? Did he get the winner? Did he get the loser? King Shark's in that uh, Suicide Squad match. Well, no, but he the blood in the water. And he might be hanging around waiting to sniff somebody out. So could Tiger Shark and Black uh, Manta. And, you know. That's what I would assume here. Right. They would think uh, a character like... Aquaman uh, winning, obviously. Well, Aquaman's got a, ha- a history of losing a hand. But you know what? Fuck it. Aquaman wins, because I no. I'm not a big fan of Namor. Funny, remember when he was? I'd say remember I wasn't alive for it, but like he used to be like one of the biggest characters they had. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. And everybody always used to make jokes about him, and you know what? They were perfectly right. Aquaman could be cool, but they made him look so stupid for decades. Shout out to Max Landis for his uh. Kryptonian epic, by the way. He makes a, a good case out of making Aquaman a cooler character. I would not say shout out to Max Landis for other things, but... Yeah, other it, things, no. <laughs> but he's he does some good superhero stuff. Okay. <laughs> this and is another... Yeah, problematic. Yeah, yeah, problematic. Really good superhero content. Here's another singles match. This is another one that everybody could have seen coming from a mile away. It's Doctor Fate versus Doctor Strange. And the gimmick here is Say the Magic Word. It's an I quit match. Run that by me again? Say the magic word? Yes. <laughs> Say the magic word? Okay. <laughs> good, good branding, you jackass. Um, I almost called this the work like magic match. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, say the magic word. It could be an I quit match. I, I like say the magic word. I also... Was considering doing an I quit match with Steve Rogers so he could just say I could do this all day instead. 
and I thought about putting Zatanna in the Say the Magic Word match, but I needed her for something else. Is is your uh, is your Doctor Fate played by Bond? <laughs> Good old uh, Pierce Brosnan popping up there and being like, "Yeah, I'll do this." I don't even fucking have anything else to do. <laughs> Expecting someone else. <laughs> um, no, I, I like this. I'm going to say Doctor Strange gets the win. I give the win to Doctor Strange. Doctor Fate has been an absurdly powerful character. He is like a a lord of order. But Doctor Strange has been somebody that they've had doing some multiversal crazy stuff. And he's got Clea and Wong by his side. So they can help out in some way too. Superior Strange, I think, is cooler than the best that I've ever seen of Doctor Fate. And I do lean a little bit more towards Marvel here and there for certain things. So We've got a very multi-man type of match coming up here. This one's quite gimmicky. It is the Just Shoot Me Bullet Battle Royal. I like it. These are all characters that are not every character that is something like this, but this is all a group of characters that are assassin types. So on DC, you've got Deadshot as the main one, accompanied by Peacemaker, good old John Cena, Wild Dog, Vigilante, David Kane, KG Beast. Pretty much if that's somebody who uses a gun and they're just a killer, you could toss them in here. Bullseye oh. is the representative of Marvel, and that is going to be with people like Crossbones, Agent Venom, Scourge of the Underworld, which Scourge of the Underworld, a character that's very cool uh, that nobody really fucking knows. Phantom X is in here, Domino, Paladin. I thought about putting Winter Soldier in here. We'll talk about him later. Uh, Boomerang is in here. That kind of thing. So is John Cena like your peacemaker? Oh, totally. Peacemaker sucked before John Cena came on board. That's awesome. I'm glad that John Cena did that. The way that they did that with Suicide Squad and James Gunn and all, they made Peacemaker a character that people should know now instead of just a really stupid looking assassin. And John was perfect for it. He killed it. Yeah. I hope that they keep him going. So the special guest referee for this one is the Punisher. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not all he's doing on this card, is it? It is all he's doing on this card, unfortunately. He, he could have been a decent in in like a in the SummerSlam world or something. He could have a fun match with Batman. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. About a, uh, a, a Red Hood. kind of a setup between Punisher and I actually had. Spoiler alert for uh, the Night 2 thing. I had a setup with Red Hood that originally I had Punisher for. And then I decided to go with a different route. But I thought about uh, Punisher against Batman because it would be I kill the people that, you know, the bad people. And then, well, I refuse to kill. But then I was like, Batman would just win. And I wanted to try to make some of these a little bit more. You could go one way or the other. Bullseye and Deadshot. I can make a case for either of them. I like it. I'm going to go with... I'll go with DC gets the win on that. You are wrong. Really? This one goes to Bullseye for a moment. And then what happens after that? Because Punisher is Punisher, he shoots everybody. (laughs) 
Okay. That's your big twist. <laughs> the winner of this uh, match is a special guest referee. It's Punisher. All right. Well, that makes more sense, I guess, because I was asking what else did he do on this card? Right. <laughs> I mean, Punisher is going to be in a, a room full of assassins and killers. He's going to just kill them. He's a special guest referee. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, good job, Bullseye. Bang. I like it. The only person that he doesn't kill is Agent Venom, because Agent Venom is actually heroic. And he's like, oh, you you fought in a war, so did I. You're cool. (laughs) It seems very realistic. But like Scourge of the Underworld, you're fucking dead. Crossbones, you're dead. Uh, KG Beast, you're certainly dead. You're a, you know, a commie assassin you're the worst thing for this type of guy you know we got four more matches these are real heavy header uh matches for here we've got uh tag team championships tag team titles uh not up for grabs of course because it's tag champs against tag champs this one's going to be controversial i think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like wait this is what you did for this but hear me oh, out. God. We've got a good old blue and gold against blue and gold type of match. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold against Cyclops and Wolverine. You know, at SummerSlam 2001, Kane and The Undertaker fought Diamond Dallas Page in Canyon. <laughs> and I love Diamond Dallas Page and I loved Chris Canyon. Well, who's better than Canyon? No, almost nobody. But when you put them up against <laughs> former WWE champions, Undertaker and Kane. It's a one sided affair, right? It's a one sided affair. This is a very one sided affair. Marvel wipes the floor with DC here. They absolutely wipe the floor with them because as much as Blue Beetle and Booster Gold are really good buds, Ted Cord and uh, Booster Gold get along like famously and they are blue and gold, the X-Men colors. That's one of the reasons why I did decide to do this. Okay. As much as they are like that and the co uh, the situation with Cyclops and Wolverine is can they co X-Men exist? (laughs) (laughs) because they clearly fight each other all the time but you know what how often do tag team champions start off as two people that don't like each other i don't understand you okay you gotta get pro wrestling in here this is a smart guy moment channel sure it's wolverine you didn't have anything else for wolverine oh i had so many other things for wolverine i mean like Actually, you know, I step back. I can live with this team. You couldn't put them up against Dick and Jason. I had so here are the alternatives that I had. Originally, I had some other ideas where I could have gone Black Lightning and Static Shock on DC. Okay. I was thinking Shazam and Black Adam, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, and Green Arrow because they have been a team in the comics. Green Arrow and Roy Harper, Superboy, and either John Kent, Superboy, or Steel. And I thought a lot about Batman and Robin. I almost. I think if you wanted, if you wanted a tag team headliner, it's Batman and Robin. 
I, I give a lot of consideration to Batman and Robin against Cyclops and Wolverine. I my second favorite option is the Shazam and Black Adam because it, then it's the can they coexist match. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into them in a minute. Um. Yeah, I just. It just feels weak. Like sometimes it's how the cookie crumbles. I get it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's got to be a blowout. Not every time you get like uh, like a Gunther against a Brock Lesnar type. Or if they would have done Survivor Series this year, if it would have been like Rollins against Roman Reigns. Like that's relatively even par. Yeah, I mean, but like there's a reason, you know, they didn't keep the WWE title on Jinder Mahal. In right. <laughs> this would be Jinder Mahal would be the Blue Beetle side of it for sure. Yeah, like. But when you get a team like Cyclops and Wolverine, they have issues as a team. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, they're a well-oiled machine, and they put up a fight for a little bit, but ultimately they got to lose. Yeah, because it ultimately it feels like they're just telling the story of, yeah, maybe they can't coexist, but still going to beat you. Yeah. I mean, Wolverine's the best in the world at what he does. <laughs> so, And what he does is not all that pretty. But I had a lot of other ideas for them. I almost did Batman versus Wolverine. I would have been down for it. I almost did uh, Lobo versus Wolverine. Right. I thought that was a that was a really good chance. I have something else for Lobo in mind though for uh, night two. I thought of some other alternate teams that I was going to go with as potential tag team champions for Marvel. I would have potentially gone Captain America and Falcon. I thought Spider-Man and Miles Morales or uh, Spider-Man and Venom as another co- can they coexist thing. I would have. I, I, I like the Spider-Man and Venom. I thought um, maybe uh, I, I gave a lot of consideration to um, Iron Man and War Machine or Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Hear me out. Iron Man and War Machine versus Batman Nightwing probably would have worked. I think that's a little too heavy-handed pro-Marvel. I mean, not that Cyclops and Wolverine isn't, but, you know. I mean, yeah, I was thinking, are you looking at the match here? Yeah. <laughs> I also thought about Thor and Beta Ray Bill as the tag champs. Hold on, what do you have against Batman and Nightwing? But they would be... They would need, like, mech suits. They have those. I'm not as big of a fan of them doing that. But yeah, this is this is definitely a win for Marvel. Wolverine and Cyclops set aside their differences. They figure it out. It's not as hard of a fight as they could have had. We've got three more matches here on night one. This one is... This one's a mouthful. But it is the lightning round lumberjack match. It's essentially Shazam against Thor. But what you've got going on here is your lumberjacks are on the Black Adam, uh, on the Billy Batson side, you've got the Shazam family. So you have Black Adam. Well, on team for Asgard, you've got Loki. You've got Mary Bromfield on the Shazam family. Well, you've got Valkyrie on the side for Thor. You throw in Darla Dudley, Freddie Freeman, Eugene Choi, Pedro Pena, CeCe Batson, Isis, Osiris, and Sobek. 
on Shazam's team. Well, Asgard's got Jane Foster, Balder the Brave, Heimdall, Beta Ray Bill, Angela, Fandral, Volstag, Hogan. And even more so, these are names that everybody's going to go, what the fuck are you talking about? Korg and Meek over there on Thor. Well, on the Shazam side, you've got Talkie Tawny and Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. They are the mascots. <laughs> what you would think would be a Marvel character, but no, it's the Captain Marvel side of it because Captain Marvel is technically Captain Marvel on DC. Before Captain Marvel and Marvel. <laughs> Shazam. Who then became not Captain Marvel, but became a different Captain Marvel. And then other people became Captain Marvel. And now everybody thinks that Captain Marvel is Ms. Marvel. I'm sorry. But not Ms. Marvel. Stroke. Yeah. <laughs> when you start getting into that, you start getting into, wait a minute. So did, did Kane kill his family or did Undertaker kill? <laughs> I tried explaining that to Caroline the other day, by the way. I was like, no, no, no. You don't understand how stupid this is. Okay. So. <laughs> And I just went on this whole big long thing about that. And she was just like, this is so like soap opera. And I'm like, yep. Well, eventually it ended up with a uh, Paul bearer dies, but he comes back, but then he dies in real life. And then CM Punk spills his ashes. There you go. <laughs> like, Again, then what? there are hope. There, yep. there is hope. My wife listened to all this and you know why she listened to it? Why the whole story was brought up. Because of the thing that we were watching, they had the same exact urn as The Undertaker. And I went, oh, that's The Undertaker's urn. And she went, what? <laughs> Didn't they? <laughs> Funny. So it's basically Shazam against Thor. Although we have all these lumberjacks ringside to try to keep the whole arena from exploding <laughs> with this power. It's a huge power. amount of power. It's very funny. Uh I like all of that. Um, I'm going to go with Thor. Here's the note that I wrote down for how this match works out. I'm going to read it verbatim without uh, reading it ahead of time because I I wrote it out long enough that I think I probably wrote it out to read. (laughs) But maybe it's stupid. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's all stupid, but. I wrote down Black Adam turns on Shazam, Loki turns on Thor, Brett and Owen style. But Billy gets too pompous, thinks that he can pick up Mjolnir, but he isn't worthy, and Thor wins from that distraction. Hmm. Billy's Very a kid. Convoluted. He thinks that he can pick up Mjolnir? Fuck him. That's true, that's true. Ah. I like it. I'm concerned at how much work you put into this. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> you should be concerned about many things in my life. I, well, I Every, everybody you, should be. I am. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> this is also, these are uh, posts that are going to be con- considered under the cornerstone things because the amount of work that I put into this, I am never doing the amount of work like this for the same idea again. If anybody ever goes, oh, what would you do if you did like Marvel versus DC? I'd be like, just watch these videos. I, I already did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I did say though, like I, I might get into like, uh, uh, if I fantasy booked like a, uh, the King of the Ring, like what would I do? But never like this scope of it. This has fucking everybody involved. Including the Survivor Series elimination, traditional elimination match. Now this should have been five on five. That's what it normally is. But in the past, we've seen three on three. We've seen four on four. 
So I'm saying screw it. We're going to do 10 on 10 to get more people involved in this. And there has been 10 on 10? Yes, because in 87 and 88, um, when doing the tag team matches. Oh, that's right, because it's two. They were doing five tag teams. That's right. So we have seen 10 on 10. So you know what? The history is out there. Fuck you if you say otherwise. <laughs> You're welcome. That's it. See, that's where I cut in yeah. with my nerd knowledge, except I don't have uh, someone who's willing to listen to it. Except for Tony. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to it. If you want to book your 10 on 10 tag team thing or whatever, I'll fucking except listen to Tony, that. Except for Tony, with him at 2 o'clock in the morning on Thursday right. night. So I let Callum ahead of time uh, try to guess these because he was i was talking to him beforehand and he was like you know i i don't think i can record at night and all that other stuff and he was like i want to try to guess who you have on your teams he got a lot of these right for a guy who admittedly was like you know i don't really know a lot of these characters and some of the names of course he was like i I don't fucking know who would be on this and stuff but this is a this is this packs a wallop team dc on the female side of this we're doing the women's 10 on 10. They're called the female furies. We're going to repurpose that name. And team Marvel is called a force. We're going to reinforce, uh, reinforce that name as well. The captain of team DC is Supergirl. Yeah. She is accompanied by Zatanna. She gets eluded. Uh, Hawk girl slash Hawk woman. I tend to like the name Hawk girl better, but Hawk woman makes more sense. She is a woman, not a girl. Well, I mean, she's a girl, but you know what I mean. She's not a kid. Either Star Sapphire or Jessica Cruz. Now, if you want to put Star Sapphire in here, which I would lean a little bit more towards, Jessica Cruz goes into the Green Lantern Corps match. Star Sapphire is a little bit more interesting of a character. I do think that Jessica Cruz, in some ways, should be the main Green Lantern. It's kind of controversial opinion. If I did like a Justice League and I could redo go back in time, I would make Green Lantern a female character. Really? Why? More representation for women on the Justice League. Okay. I can't argue that. <laughs> they only have Wonder Woman, really. And then when you throw Hawk Woman in there, you need Hawk Man. And then you just throw another man in there. And I'm not the big fan of as big of a fan of the Hawks as a lot of other people tend to be. Zatanna's like I like Satana a lot, but she doesn't have the same, like you can't just put her on the justice league, but green lantern. If you did Jessica Cruz and you never did Hal Jordan and all, you just make the same sort of characters, like a military woman who's got the green lantern thing and all. I think that would work perfectly well. We also have Raven, super powerful character for people that don't know her from outside of the teen Titans. Like she is absurdly powerful. You know her in the Teen Titans. It's yeah, it's true. known how powerful she is. She's accompanied by Starfire, another very character, uh, powerful character. Mira, aka like Aqua Woman, basically to get a little Aquaman in there. Vixen, who most people probably would know through the DCAU more than anything else, or maybe um, Legion of uh, not Legion of Superheroes. Um, the uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name of the CW show that sucked. Uh, uh, tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that, that show was not good. And yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Big Barda, one of those Wonder Woman esque characters, but she's one of the new gods characters. 
And then you got to throw a wild card in there for these teams. Somebody that might not necessarily get along with the team. Harley Quinn. I'm sad that like there wasn't a match for her or a potential toxic, a toxic relationship tag. Toxic attraction kind of thing. With her and Joker against. There's a lot of toxic relationships in Marvel. Um, I've got somebody in mind for Joker that you're going to go, oh, I see why you didn't do that. I mean, I'm sure you do. He's one of the, if yeah. you didn't have something for Joker, I'd be concerned. There are characters that I don't have anything specific for. We'll talk about them on uh, round two of this. But um, yeah, Supergirl slash Power Girl. I like Supergirl better than Power Girl. She's the team captain of DC. Team captain of Marvel. It's Captain Marvel. Makes sense, right? You know what I'm saying? She's accompanied by Scarlet Witch to offset Satana. One division. One division. You've got two X-Men in Rogue and Storm, and a third one in Jean Grey with the Phoenix Force. Hmm. Pretty powerful. They win. You've got Gamora. Who is Uh Gamora? Where is Gamora? Why is Gamora? Well, she's one of the most prominent people now in the female side of Marvel. weird. It's really crazy because nobody knew who the hell she was a couple years ago. And Gamora is like a top, top woman in Marvel now. As is Jessica Jones over there bringing in some more power. You've got Lady Sif to represent Asgard here. I thought about three different people for the penultimate spot. I almost went with Captain Carter. I almost went with Shuri as Black Panther, but I decided to go with Quake. And then you can't have a group of Marvel women and not have Marvel's first family represented. So Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman, is also on the team. And she is a powerhouse as well. I can't believe the Fantastic Four are not together. I've known this for weeks. That's something that really shook you. Like, it's the Fantastic Four. They're the first family of Marvel. It's, it's okay. The main reason why I didn't put them together, I couldn't think of anybody for them to go up against that wasn't a blowout. Because I thought about maybe having them up against the House of L, and it's like Superman, Supergirl, all that kind of thing. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. And I got, I ended up thinking of something else for Fan- Mr. Fantastic, so I was like, I, I gotta do that because it's too funny. <laughs> You're going to see that one. I told Callum that one. And he was like, oh, God, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> so this is a group, big group of 10 against 10. A I'm lot of powerful honest, people. I think it's, it's pretty one-sided towards Marvel. See, I when I was putting this together, I was like, damn, how do you beat that DC team? Then you put the Marvel team together. Because look at like Rogue, for instance. Very powerful. But Rogue's power is pretty much the same punch level as Hawkgirl. And you got like Storm, super powerful Omega level mutant. But can Storm beat the Green Lantern ring? She can only control the weather. The weather can be blocked by the force field. Lady Sif, super powerful as Guardian. What happens when she goes up against the Atlantean in Mera? 
it still feels like a sum of its parts thing. Like if depending on how much star power is weighed is wagered, I think Marvel has to take it. What made my decision ultimately was I was looking at Zatanna and Raven and I was looking at Scarlet Witch. And I was like, oh, Scarlet Witch is super powerful. But Jean Grey is also on the team. Mm-hmm. And she's got the Phoenix Force. Mm-hmm. So as much as like Captain Marvel and Supergirl might be kind of an even match. No. <laughs> I mean, Jean Grey. Jean Grey is the, the linchpin here. I See, to me, like I knew right away. Like Again, some of its parts here, like... Now, to be fair, if you go Jean Grey from, like, when she's just Jean Grey, and, you know, if you watch, like, the X-Men, the animated series, where she just gets her ass kicked all the time, it just goes, oh, Scott, and that's it. Like, she just gets knocked out over and over, then she sucks. But you could see in the graphic, I'm going Phoenix Jean. Yeah. She pretty much offsets Raven, and then between Zatanna and Scarlet Witch, I go Scarlet Witch over Zatanna, so... I think it comes down to the final two on team Marvel are maybe captain Marvel still sticks around, but Jean gray definitely is at least soul survivor. If not one of like the two or three soul survivors. I knew it. Cool. I'm glad that that one I liked. And one more match here for round one. This one is our women's world champion versus women's world champion match. Two major, major powerhouses. You got Wonder Woman against She-Hulk. That's your main event? I'm sorry. That felt so dismissive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, I, I'm, uh, I'm not going by necessarily how the, the card would be playing out. That felt really dismissive. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I guess you do have to say Batman for night two. You do have to say Soups for night two, Spidey for night two. If I balanced this out less of how I had written it on the sheet and more how I would go like, well, what would I do for the opening match and stuff? I probably would have the Women's World Championship and the men's uh, elimination match as the main event of night two. And I'd probably have the men's World Championship and the women's elimination match in night one. Um, it's a good match. I feel like Wonder Woman has to win. She Hulk is super powerful, but Wonder yeah, Woman's but Wonder Woman, Wonder man. Woman. Like, <laughs> if there's a single woman that anybody would ever mention in comic books, a lot of people might go Supergirl. And these days, a lot of people might go like, oh, Black uh, Widow, or they might be like, oh, you know, my favorite's Valkyrie now that I've watched the Thor movies or something. But nobody on the planet would be less likely to mention Wonder Woman. She's the woman in comics. And she's also incredibly powerful. Plus, She-Hulk can't fly. <laughs> so. Yeah. I a really like a really strong Hulk-ish character that's not as strong as the Hulk versus Wonder Woman, who can sometimes go toe-to-toe with Superman. I'm down for it. She had to win. Wonder Woman had to score a victory, which means that currently the, the lineup is one, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen wins for DC. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen for Marvel. Big fan of how this turned out. I know I'm going to like the second night even more because that's going to have even more heavy hitters. We did not hear about the Joker in this one. I was very underwhelmed with what you had for Wolverine. <laughs> um, everything else is pretty spot on. There's a lot of like obvious matches, and there's a lot that you really took and made your own. I really enjoyed this. And if you enjoyed it, obviously stay tuned because I there do want to say is though, a part two. If you were going to write this out. I would like it if you would have given it a bit more. And and you've got a, this sketch over here where J. Jonah Jameson's like, you know, doing something with. Uh, like a Bobby Heenan type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, just <laughs> got to have a bunch of sketches. Again, that's how I think. That's how I like fantasy book things. Because you had so much lore. You like told me who built the stage. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I would have liked to see more like sketches with these people. Like, you know, you've got J. John Jameson in the role of like a lawler, where he won't stop ogling, you know, Maxima. I don't blame him. <laughs> like that—that's the type of stuff that if I sat down and thought more about it, I'm sure I would have came up with so so much more. But then the next thing I knew, I was like, all right, I'm at like 70 matches deep, you know? And then I was like, eventually I have to just make graphics for this and just kind of move on past Condiment Kings and catering and get more into why is Captain Marvel opposite Supergirl and, and all that. But the uh, the managers on Team A-Force, by the way, I forgot to mention these two. Because um, I did think about doing like Wonder Woman against Captain Marvel. And Wonder Woman is uh, her valet is Steve Trevor <laughs> because, you know, oh, I whatever. Um, I also gave Booster Gold the manager of Skeets. Um, some of the managers for Team Marvel on the women's side, though, are Captain Carter and Maria Hill. Some of the managers on the women for Team DC are Amanda Waller and Granny Goodness. And their team is sponsored by Veronica Kale anybody who understands who veronica kale is but there are just as many matches to talk about in part two as well as the dark matches there are six uh dark notes uh about like 13 dark matches and then there are equivalents of like i'll spoil this for instance uh the fun house of horrors match in night two, we have the mental gymnastics match <laughs> and so on and so forth. I, what, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> we've I, got, I'm looking to it. I we got a lot of, uh, we, we got the medal of honor mixed tagged match. We got, uh, don't get hot with me. There's a, there's a lot to get into. And then of course we're going to come back around for a dark cast 
in the future where that is going to be talking about the war games idea of this. So there's still a lot to go. Do you have a definitive winner in mind? I do have a number that is more on one side than the other side. And and what's at stake here besides brand supremacy? Don't tell me that. Oh, it's totally brand supremacy. <laughs> what else? It's uh your your support and respect. <laughs> All right, true believer. <laughs> now you know what uh, the real price is. Right. You're gonna find out in part two. <laughs> All right, that's the, that's quite the hook. There actually is like a, a prize that I have listed down on there, and it's it's gonna make people laugh if they know what the joke is. Um, but we do have part two that's gonna be coming up on the Fanboys Anonymous website and Fanboys Anonymous channel. You're gonna have to head on over there for that. And if you don't know where that is, it's pretty simple. And I've said it a million times on this show before fanboysanonymous.com that one will start off with a little note of like hey this is part two go back and check out part one for anybody that's brand new to that side of it just to you know not confuse them and be like oh well where's wonder woman in this or something because obviously if you do marvel versus dc and you don't have thor mentioned people would be like what the fuck you know so um but we do have that coming up and the war games thing on the dark cast and again, I don't know when I'm going to be publishing this. I'm assuming that I'm publishing it somewhere around the 5th and 6th of December is when I'm going to be away. Or maybe I'm publishing it on the 29th of November or something. I don't know. We're recording it on the 17th. And I don't know when we're going to record part two. Probably sometime next week because this uh, weekend isn't oh, going to yeah. be necessarily a thing. Pretty busy. But, uh, maybe Sunday. Who knows? By the time you hear this, it'll be recorded and part two will probably be up relatively soon, maybe the next day or something. So stay tuned for that. Go to the dark cast after that for that, which will probably be posted the next day or or so after that. Uh, If you are a supporter of this, not only should you be checking out all the things under these marketplace, like hitting up the dark cast tier and the pick poison tier and all that, because you could request more of this type stuff. If you want more, of us doing things like I know that uh, in the past, awesome piano man had suggested doing a gimmick thing where we could do like fan casting movies with uh, pro wrestlers and being like, I wrote up an article one time about like, if you needed to put the WWE roster in the Marvel cinematic universe, what would you do? And I put like Roman reigns as beta Ray bell and stuff. And uh, I forget what I put Brock down for. I know I had Brock as somebody either like, Hercules or something like, I don't know, whatever it was, it's on bleach report. Go ahead and Google that, (laughs) but hit the join button or the Patreon help us out on that side. Hit the little thanks button. Let us know that you enjoyed this. Definitely hit the like button on this. Totally free. And that'll let us know that you really enjoyed this. Pick a red bubble and T public merchandise too. fanboys anonymous, mark out moment, a mango tees. If you like this stuff, there's fanboys anonymous t-shirts and stuff that you'd be interested in. Hopefully I did a good job as the audience. I do think that Tony's love of this stuff is incredible and it should be celebrated and you should check out the Lupin project and you should donate as well. And I really strongly advise to 
2024. Let's make the mango tree Patreon. Let's do it. Let's do all for one, one for all. It's all under the mango tree. Underneath the mango tree, me, honey, and me at the very least. <laughs> Not a great movie. <laughs> Not the best Bond film, no. But also, if you are heading over to check out the Blueprint Project and Fanboys Anonymous and, and everything like that, you should be going under the link tree at mangotree.com for all that stuff that we just mentioned there and more. You should follow me at Tony Mango and you should follow Rob. Yep, follow me at DudeFelice. Um, com will one day be a thing. And I mostly focus on the wrestling stuff. So if you like that and you like Star Series, head on over to Fightful.com. I write there every single minute of every single day. I'm currently <laughs> writing right now. Um, Even at 2.30 in the morning, this guy's writing articles. Legitimately 2.30 in the morning. And yeah, just support, support genuine outings like this. You know what I mean? Like, Tony puts so much effort into things. I'm not going to stop gushing over it because I think that it deserves to be. Tony deserves something here. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for saying that I deserve something. (laughs) And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope to see you in part two and in part three with the War Games side of it. By now, Survivor Series, the real pay-per-view, has already gone by. Hopefully that was fucking rad i don't know maybe randy orton popped up maybe cm punk popped up cm punk's not going to be on my uh part two because we're recording it so far in advance so when you hear this like oh my god you're such an idiot i do think cm punk is fighting shinsuke nakamura i'm leaning awesome i'm leaning towards that as well we might look like total fools even more so (laughs) than than i made a fool out of myself with this but i am going to make even more of a fool of myself jack kirby art on his instagram story there you go that's a crossover well, we will talk about characters this next time, like Zax. Yes, that's a character, Zax, with three Z's and an X. Is he a, is he, is he a B? <laughs> is he a B? Zax, like also a Braxis. <laughs> I don't have I don't have Swarm on here. Uh, he's not the B's knees match, but. Um, I do have some government work to get into. I've got uh, a good old Swamp Grounds match and many, many, many more things. The Men's World Championship against Women's World Champion. The Mid-Card Champion versus Champion match. The Men's Survivor Series Traditional Elimination match. we got a mixed tag team match that's a potential 10-on-10 kind of thing. There's a lot to get into and some major heavy hitters like we haven't talked about The Flash yet. We haven't talked about Lex Luthor or Magneto. Quite a bit to get into. So stay tuned for that. Click on fanboysanonymous.com and we will see you there, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Adios for now. This has been another Smart Out moment and we are being counted out.